Saskatchewan's number one sports talk show is on. And now, starting an hour earlier, welcome inside the Radio Octagon. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Here's your host, Michael Ball. Well, 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 well. Let's get after it here on a Labor Day edition of the Sports Cage. The day after a Rough Rider win over the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and they can't take it. They're whining and crying in Winnipeg. It's somebody else's fault they lost. You lost to our third quarterback. How does that feel? I won't say he's our third string because Jake Dolagala is playing great football, but you lost to our third quarterback. How does that feel? Not our first quarterback, not our second quarterback, our third quarterback. And the only reason that game was close is because the Riders took stupid penalties. Let's get after it here. This is a live show. We come in during the season, and we're going to have the coach on after five. He'll be live, too. We'll take it to yesterday with the audio and everything, comments, and wow, what a legendary game from Jackson Ford. Uh, the Regina boy, Mitch Pickton had a big catch, couple of Regina of guys emerge on Labor Day as they should. Um, and speaking of dumb penalties, yes, the Rough Riders kept the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the game by keeping a couple of drives alive with dumb penalties. And they got to clean that up. There's no doubt about it. And if you listen to the broadcast, I did light Pete Robertson on fire. That was a ridiculous headbutting penalty, especially when you stopped the Bombers and they were going to be forced to kick a field goal. You can't give a good team like that, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and they are a good team. You can't give them free freebies like that. And and Robertson knows better than that. He gives a headbutt to Zach Kalaros, who is chirping at Pete because it's a football game, okay? In fact... Zach Kalaros running the football didn't like a tackle which was clean from Derek Moncrief and got in his grill. Not a headbutt, but they were face mask to face mask. So it's football. You woke, left-leaning snowflakes. I'm sorry. That's the way it is. You're snowflakes. Okay? But he did deserve a penalty. And he, I think he deserved probably to be ejected, but he wasn't ejected, okay? And then there's these people, even some media, he should have been sat for a play or two. What? Get out of here. You think Chris Jones is going to sit A.C. Leonard? You think Mike O'Shea, who was one of the dirtiest players when he played, and I like Mike O'Shea as a coach and I like him as a player, he tried to break Kenton Keith's leg in front of me on the rider's sideline when I was a sideline reporter. He tried to snap that like a pretzel. You think if Willie Jefferson... Oh, wait. No, wait a minute. I can actually do you one better. If you remember, and I retweeted it at The Real Ballsy. If you remember, I think it was 2018, if I'm not mistaken... It was a playoff game, if I'm not mistaken. Brandon Bridge took a shot right in the head from Jackson Jeffcoat. Right in the head. Did O'Shea pull him off the field and sit him down for one or two plays? Get out of here. You people that say that have never played professional sports, let alone football. Just quit it with that stuff. He's not pulling him off the field, all right? It was a stupid play. Maybe he should have been ejected. Here's the thing. There was no penalty flag. 
There was no penalty flag. And I agree with Connie here. Cook's Creek, who sends a text in to start us off at 936-6262. So if the booth is going to keep picking and choosing when it... Uh, in a game, they're going to make uh, calls because there was no headbutt called 30 seconds after it happened. They called uh, down and then a flag was thrown by the referee. If they're going to do that, they got to do it for everything. And she is right. Every headbutt from now on, every headbutt from now on is... Um, it's a it's a it's an offense now. You've set a precedence. Yes, I know quarterbacks are the most important, but doesn't it drive you nuts, Zinger, that we're going way overboard now with uh with protecting quarterbacks? Yes, that was a stupid penalty. I am not once again, I am not saying Pete is right and he shouldn't be uh uh penalized in some fashion. I thought there should have been penalty called initially, okay? But give me a break. I know, man. It's embarrassing. And 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 Zach Kalaros should get an Oscar for that. He fell down. Nobody came to look at him. Nobody looked at him on the sidelines. Our own Daniela Ponticelli was there. Nobody came to look at him. He wasn't hurt. Well, his offensive line was standing right in front of him. Just the, yeah. usually, they weren't even like that upset. The they didn't even pick line. him up. Yeah, so they, it, were, they were looking yeah, around. Yeah, he went down like he got hit by a, gu- a sniper. Remember uh, a couple years ago when Andrew Harris yes, ripped off one of I our? I tweeted that he ripped off twenty eight in the secondary's helmet. Didn't even get he didn't get a penalty, let alone ejected or suspended. And that's a non football play. And, re- and correct me if I'm wrong, but we didn't really hear much out of Winnipeg no, after that. No, happened, we didn't. Did Jackson. And Jeff Coat literally headbutts Brandon Bridge way worse than what Robertson did yesterday. But here's what you get from the people. Well, that was two or three years ago. They've tightened the rules. Oh, really? Because Bridge was still a quarterback. Because uh, I'm I'm sorry, I didn't realize two or three years ago you could rip a guy's head off. Yeah. But apparently you can. I'm telling you this right now. They're salty because they lost the football yeah, game. They're I'm telling you this right it. now, and I don't care. I don't care, and I'm not apologizing for this. The CFL has pick and choose justice, and they should change the Raiders' name this week to the Raiders. Because they are... Remember when the Raiders were picked well, say on? Say it right. Say it right. The Saskatchewan Raiders. The now. big, bad, mean <laughs> Raiders are coming to town. Because the justice is all what jersey color you have. If you have a blue and gold jersey, you can do whatever you want. For instance, Zinger, you can go offside, way offside as a receiver. Did and you know we, on we, that play that uh, Kolaris got headbutted, yeah. two receivers were at least three yards yes, offside exactly. on the right side the of the Winnipeg field. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers can go offside all day long. Here's another one. Here's another one. Where's my mind? Oh, ballsy. There's no such thing as pick and choose justice. Oh, yeah. oh really? Okay. Okay, so, so Amari Henderson comes was it Kenny Lawler? I think it was Kenny Lawler. Amari Henderson wraps his right arm around Kenny Lawler for a millisecond and bats the ball down. He gets called for pass interference. Yeah, for pass interference. Evan Holm has a bear hug on his right hand literally around the waist of the receiver, Kean Schaefer-Baker. It's even more egregious. He's riding him down the field, and the command center says, no, that's a good play. Huh? Pick and choose justice based on your jersey color. Am I the only one outraged here? 
Like Zinger, you're not even outraged. I am. I'm fed up with what I'm watching. Oh, I'm here. outraged. Nine three six sixty two sixty two. I watched this whole game. Yeah, last I watched night it again too. I watched I w- it again too. I was fuming, but it's, I was kind of happy because I knew that we won. we won with our third <laughs> quarterback. So the phones are open. It's a live show. Nine three six sixty two sixty two. The number to call one eight six six seven six seven zero six twenty. Let's hear from you, Rider Nation. What do you think of the one game suspension of Pete Robertson? And what do you think? of your Rough Riders beating... <laughs> they, beat, they beat the Blue Bombers. It wasn't our fault. It was they headbutted our quarterback. And they showed all the fans <laughs> in the crowd yeah, the yeah, ball. Yeah. Oh, Regina sucks. What a terrible city. What a dump. Oh, it's so terrible. It's a, we got the way better stadium. We beat you with our third quarterback. That's hilarious. By the way, let's take a walk down memory lane. It's the Labor Day Rewind. Oh, a short kickoff. Walker recovered it. He kicked it to himself. And the Riders, with some high jinks, started early. One of Zach Kalaro's three receivers left. Looks this way. Throws. And picked off by Nick Marshall. His fourth interception of the season. The hold by Korzak. The kick by Lothar. Into the right end zone. It's gone. Shotgun snap. Under pressure. He is sacked. Throwing down by Micah Johnson. His fourth quarterback sack. Play action here. Dolagala. He's hit as he throws again. That's caught. Kevin Jones. Right side 40. 45. 50. He's in a bomber territory. And Kevin Jones at the 42 of Winnipeg. Dolagala takes the shotgun snap. Backpedals. Dolagala's going to throw to the near side. And picked and caught it down the left side. And he's tackled inside the 10. Pipkin will take it. He pushes forward. Is he in? Touchdown! Saskatchewan! Antonio Pipkin would not be denied. Rolling to his right is Klaus. Throwing to the end zone for Wolitarski. Diving catch. Touchdown in behind Nick Marshall. And just like that, the Blue Bombers are back. What a throw by... Zach Kalaros. Dolagala takes the shotgun snap. Number nine hurls far side. That's a dart, and it's caught. Both of his hands up around his head by Sam Emelis. And here's a hand up, straight up the right hash. Still on his feet and tumbling down near the 20-yard line is Jamal Morrow with a big gain for the Rough Riders. Will hand it off to Oliveira. And he walked in right through the middle of the defense to the cheers of the Bomber fans here. And the Winnipeg Blue Bombers really meet 17. It's up and it's gone. And he stares down the kick. T-shirt. Here's the kick by Castillo and it's up and it's good. A short chip shot field goal from about 13 yards. Prokop ends it off to Oliveira. He pushes to the line, and he's in for the touchdown. Here's the kickoff down to Alford. Far side numbers. Cutting to his right across the 25. Look out. 30. Trying to get outside. 35. He's at the 40. Stays in bounds. Up his sidelines. And steps out of bounds. Close. Looking left throws. That one is incomplete. What a great job by Nick Marshall. Here they come. They swing it out. Morrow. Morrow left side 40. 35, 30, 25, 20, 15. He got tackled over there by Evan Holmes. 
Corey's still running. Keenan Lothar kicks it through. Five for five in the field goal department. He's hit his last 18. And with 31 seconds to go, the Rough Riders have tied the Blue Bombers. Dolagala throws. The slant route is caught. This is Morrow. He got down to the one. Is he in? He's in. Come on, put your hands up. Is he in? He's in. Creeps up to the line of scrimmage. Underneath the center guy, he's going to step to his right. He's in. Touchdown. Saskatchewan. Kalaros takes the shotgun snap. He's going to puff. Rainbow throw right side. It's caught. Oh, that was quick. That was quick. A <laughs> touchdown over there for Kenny Lawler. Jeez. Kalaros looking right. Throws. It's the fourth down. Incomplete. And it's Labor Day. Johnson batted it down, and your Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Jackson Ford off the edge. Win the Labor Day Classic, 32-30. Yes, I'm here with Jackson. I managed to catch you right pretty much at center field right now. Your first Labor Day Classic, and to finish it in that style, what is going through your mind right oh, now? Oh, feels good, man. Feels real good, for sure. Your family must be here tonight. You have history, rider history in your veins. Is there a little bit of extra meaning when you get get to take home the Labor Day Classic? Oh, definitely for sure. You know, my grandpa's a player, seven and one. Now we're eight and one. I love that. Let's leave it right there. Go celebrate with your team. Back to you guys. Jackson Ford off the edge. Let's be honest here. Pete Robertson got the suspension. I think he should have got a... a Worst-case scenario, half a game check, fine. But let's be honest, Singer. They are not having him play in this game to try to calm the waters because it'll be a brouhaha, right? Mm -hmm. Guys will be punching guys, and, of course, the Bombers will be able to punch whoever they want, and there'll be no penalties and ripping helmets off and doing all that type of stuff. Um, So, yeah, I'd be very... um, it's going to be very interesting. I'm really looking forward to uh, this. La- we got a Labor Day match. We got a Labor Day rematch. Fuel on the fire. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Riders go in and beat the Bombers again. In fact, I'm predicting right now the Rough Riders go in and beat the Bombers again. If I'm Coach Dickinson, I'm going in that locker room. First time I walk in that locker room and say, boys, it's us against the league. Even though the league crumbles with us and our fan base, without us and our fan base, they are absolutely against us. We are the heels. We're the yeah. ultimate heels. The Chris Jericho. We're the Iron Sheiks. <laughs> we are the heels. Ric Flair's of the world. Woo! Yeah. Give me two claps and a Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> Let's go to the phone line. Say hi to Ian in New Jersey on the Western Pizza Hotline. Go ahead, Ian. Hi there. Yeah. Wow. What a game. And uh, you know, I'm like I agree with your assessment 100. percent that that shouldn't have been as close as what it was. But I think the idea of riders surviving those close games, I, I called you about a month ago and I said, I think the team is right close to that turning point. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of Edmonton when they started to become almost a dynasty. They started winning the close games and then all of a sudden they started winning the games easy. And if this team could mature between now and the end of the year, to not hurt themselves, like I'm saying, tackle like BC, run the ball like Winnipeg, and just play mistake-free football, uh, I, I think they could go all the way. Because well, if you look at these these yep. three games, beating BC and playing Winnipeg twice, if you take all three, 
that proves you could take you could finish third and you could go right through the great cup. Well, I'll tell you right now, Ian, I said this right before the Montreal game and Zinger can be my uh my witness and I did it before the Montreal game when we got our ass kicked there. I did it on Twitter and on this show. I said the Riders are great cup contenders. They got laughed out of the barn with that pathetic performance in Montreal. I called it that, but I said it's a mirage. They're going to come back and this is a resilient good group of guys. With these two signature wins, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are very much in the Grey Cup conversation like I was laughed at four weeks ago and I guess judging I do remember your call you were there too Ian I think this this team can win the Grey Cup they just beat BC and Winnipeg with their third quarterbacks Toronto hasn't done that Winnipeg hasn't done that BC hasn't done that the Rough Riders are down to their third quarterback now you can debate whether he should have been third but he was fourth on the depth chart actually so the Rough Riders have a chance they've got and I'll tell you this right now people won't agree with this Uh, maybe I have my green and white goggles on but right now the Rough Riders have the best defense in the CFL they have a championship defense that's why that Rough Rider team won the last two games because of their champion defense. Yeah, and I think Dovagello, I think he could mature into one heck of a great starter. Like, I mean, you've got the height, he's got the visibility, he's got a gun for an arm. I don't think I recall anybody, and the closest I would say would have been Nathan Rorick putting the ball into tight spaces. He put that ball into some tight spaces that uh, I figure that's, that's almost like, what, NFL quarterback quality. Yeah, I mean, he still he, he it was the quiet it was the quiet. Listen, I'm not diminishing what he's done. He's been great. He's he he hasn't hurt the team. He's made some great throws that other quarterbacks in this league can't make, including Mason Fine and probably Trevor Harris. But he still needs some polish because he is a young guy. He's not well young to this league. He uh, he he wasn't great early, but he didn't hurt the team. I thought he he showed a lot of patience. Guys with rocket arms try to try to uh, do too much sometimes, and I like what he's doing that way with this game. He still got some things he's got to do. That team won the game. They were opportunistic on offense and the defense and special teams won them the game. Mario Alford, like we averaged about 23 to 24 yards on kick a, you know, a punt returns. A Winnipeg 8. Our kickoff returns were spectacular. Easily over 30 yards a kickoff return. Way better than Winnipeg. And when you can start with a field like that and flip a field, it was so great. I, I'm really uh, I'm really bullish on this team right now. Thanks for the call, Ian. We got a roll. Appreciate it. 9 Three six sixty two sixty two. The number to call in town. Toll free out of town. One eight six six seven six seven zero six twenty. This isn't a replay. It's a live show. We don't do replays here. Let's go to uh, who's it again? Mark. Mark, Mark uh, in Ontario. Hi, Mark. Hey, how are you, man? I'm fired up. I'm I'm kind of pissed off with the with the pick and choose justice in the CFL. I hear you. I hear you. I think. When you look for a suspension, you're looking at the malicious intent. You're looking at injury. There's a lot worse and a lot less done with it, right? Well, uh, hey, listen. If they want, if they if they want to suspend him, I guess they decided to suspend him. That's fine. Okay, it was a dumb play. I'm not I'm not sticking up for the play. And I'm not. And I'm like I did with T.J. Brunson. We're not raising money for Pete Robertson. Okay, but I will tell you this. Brandon Bridge got smoked by Jackson Jeffcoat, who is still a Winnipeg Blue Bomber. There was no penalty yeah. on the play. Um, I hope I see a pretty hefty fine for Cam Lawson, who went at a six foot seven quarterback yesterday and smoked him in the head, which yeah. I would think is more egregious than Zach Kalaros. Did anybody see Zach Kalaros put his head in Derek Moncrief's head uh, in the game? If you're going to headbutt a guy, you're headbutting a guy. So now, should Zach Kalaros be suspended going forward? Give me a break. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Like I said, he's fine. Stupid play. Almost cost the Riders the game. He knows it's dumb. He's fired up, makes a big play. Everybody's fine. We got the penalty. Move on. All they're trying to do, though, Mark, is stop. Uh, they didn't want Pete Robertson to go to this game and have a big brouhaha, so they gave him a one-game suspension. Now, he can appeal it, but it's a crapshoot because if he appeals it, you don't know when the arbitrator's going to look at it. So, like, my mentality would be appeal it, have them play the Winnipeg game, and then if you have to sit out the Edmonton game. But the arbitrator, <laughs> the way it works here, probably work against the Riders, and they might have him uh, sit out the BC game. Do you know what I I mean and you'd rather have him oh, yeah. you'd rather have him in that BC game which could be for second place because it's a long shot the riders will get first but they could yeah. get second place and win that season series with BC no I couldn't agree with you more you know what I'll just I know I don't have much time I'm a little nervous those little short out routes that Dolagal is hitting they're yeah. going back to Winnipeg I'm worried Winnipeg will jump those routes. What do you think? Ah, uh, well, yeah, they'll probably uh, look at that, but that's when you pull the double move. Now you can, now you can double move him. Oh, he didn't throw that. Now he's going to throw it deep. Although Jake's deep balls yesterday were not very good. He was just throwing them there and hoping yeah. somebody would get it. That's where, like, we got to watch how. We're thinking he's the next thing. I'm not trying to diminish what he did. Like Mason Fine, I'm sticking up for the kid. He's looking good. But I would be, yep. I'd be hesitant to anoint him. We won these last two games because of our defense, and now our special teams is firing on all cylinders. I love what Korzak's done all year, and Brett Lothar's emerging as the best kicker in the league, not named Rene Paradis. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, what is that, 15, 16 in a row? 18. Uh, 18 in a row and hasn't, and hasn't oh missed one inside of 51 since week one. So he's back. And how about that? How about that? It didn't, it didn't work for the Riders, but what a gutsy call at the start of the game. And what a great job by Brett Lothar. He boxed out the Winnipeg up men like he's an NBA, like he kicked it perfectly no 11, kicked yeah. it perfectly 11 yards, put his back to everybody like he's boxing out in a rebound in basketball and covered it up. That was a great play. Yeah, 32K on their feet. Gotta gotta love that. But hey, I'll let you go. I'm a cop. I'm getting dressed. I gotta go. Alright, go. man. Think, be safe. Your job's way more important than mine. <laughs> Take care. Take care. Alright, he's a cop. We got the cops calling us. Maybe he could arrest somebody at CFL head ah. office for that stupid suspension. 936-6262, the number to call. Or 1-866-767-0620. Okay, so he's been suspended. We're moving on. What did you think of that? What did you think of uh, his play, which was not great there? Uh, what do you think of... And you know what the funny thing is, Zinger? He comes off the edge and bats the ball down and then does the stupid play. Like, he made the play, got all pumped up, and stuck his uh, face in Zach Kalaros's uh, head. So... What do you think of a 17-4 lead from uh, the Toronto Argonauts right now? I'm loving it. I'm loving Double it. Double header today, baby. I want to talk about that when we come back on the other side. Keep the calls coming. 936-6262-1866-767-0620. A special Labor Day celebratory edition minus the suspension of Pete Robertson. Here on your voice. Ah, we're the voice of the CFL. No other station in this country would do a CFL uh, special Labor Day broadcast if they weren't doing the game. Here on 620 CKRM. Saskatchewan's best coverage of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is on the sports cage. Right here on the mighty 620 CKRM. All right, just ahead of getting a herb on the phone line. I got The CFL needs to come out with a... 
some sort of jersey protocol. Like, look at Toronto's as a mismatch. You got the, the the nice baby blue helmet. They got the white jerseys and what the blue pants with the like. It looks terrible. It looks like they dressed in the dark. Uh, and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Oh, those you want to so- sell that jersey in the store as something like that? Great. That is terrible to not only the play by play guys, but just people. Want, who made that tackle? Was that forty nine? Was that forty eight? Who was that? Was that nineteen who caught it or eighteen? Like, you know what I mean? It's terrible. The league's got to do a better job of that. It looks like the, that jersey is from the Giant Tiger or something like that. D- and, it, the, and, the bar, and the bargain racks. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> it yeah. Well, it was like, like that gunmetal BC Lions jersey. It was nice, but it was a horrific jersey for watching on TV in terms of uh, what I do for a living. But I guess I'm being a little bit uh, I'm gonna selfish. Get, I'm going to guess that the Calgary Stampeders wear their blacks today. They With usually, the red helmet. They yeah. usually wear the blacks on Labor It's going to be an interesting game. Who do you got there, Edmonton or Calgary? I think Calgary's going to yeah, win. I it. think they're going to smoke them, actually. I think Calgary's going to win. Yeah, I do too. I think Calgary's winning both of these just to end the whole Edmonton yeah. thing. Anyway, uh, let's go to the phone and say hi to Herb. Herb, go ahead, man. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey. Hi, Herb. Um, now I'm going to try to be respectful as possible. I'm a, I'm a Blue Bomber fan. I've been just listening to uh, mm-hmm. you know a lot of your a lot of your hype on the uh, on the hip. But I'll get to that in a bit. The reason why we lost the football game was not because of the hip, obviously. Uh, the reason why we lost the football game is because Zach Kalaros has declined, and he has declined in the last three or four games. Um, our first halves have been atrocious. Uh, we've been uh, having to win games in the second half, um, you know, which you know, winning is great. Um, I wish we could do it consistently throughout the game. Um, the hit itself um, warranted the, the suspension for sure. It was not part of the play. Uh, the Jackson Jeff Coat uh, hit, I believe, was part of the play, but it was kind of far back. I, I don't really remember it that well. Um, but my other point is, Mike, why do you got to be an asshole on on radio? Like, can't you just deliver the news or, or the sports news? as it's intended. You know, I, I don't see the need to to really hype up, um, you know, jokes and stuff like that. Like, just deliver it as intended. I'm, I'm, I'm delivering it. I don't appreciate being uh, sworn at, and that's a problem. Whenever you get... Uh, your comments were well-respected till that one right there. I never... I never sweared Blue Bomber fans online. I don't get into that back and forth, but uh, the, the minute you say something against Winnipeg, you're a tool. Look at this idiot. Look at this disrespectful guy. Look in your own backyard for media and how they talk. They talk... They call people... They call players trash. I have not called... One Winnipeg Blue Bomber, a trashy player. I've pointed out that, you know what? He sh- you want to give him a suspension? Give Pete Robertson a suspension. He shouldn't be headbutting anybody. That's a, that's a lack of respect. Did you see Zach Caleros headbutt Derek Moncrief in the game after a tackle? He probably did. Maybe he didn't because he didn't want to look at it that way. And the hit on Brandon Bridge wasn't way behind the play. You can go to at the real ballsy and see the tweet. He smoked him in the head worse than Zach Caleros got hit yesterday because actually Brandon Bridge was hurt in that game and came out. Zach Caleros went down on one knee, won an Oscar, went to the sidelines, and nobody looked at him. And... 
I think Andrew Harris tried to take a Riders player's head off in one of the Labor Day rematch games. So my whole point is this. Quit having pick-and-choose justice at the CFL office. Just because it's a Rider, Troy Westwood's on there saying, well, he should be suspended for one year. One year? Get out of here. It was a headbutt in a physical football game. If he's going to be suspended, fine. Give him a suspension. But now you've set a precedent. So, Herb, I respect your opinion. I thank you for the phone call. I don't appreciate the name calling, but it's typically what I expect when I'm talking to Bomber fans who lose. Thanks for the call. Jeez. Like, you're perfect till then. I do a talk show. I'm not a news reader. I don't, you know, here's the thing. We actually have a talk show in Saskatchewan that talks CFL football. And we don't just talk about the riders. I have bomber people on here. I have BC Lions, Edmonton Eskimos, Hamilton Tiger Cats, Toronto Argonauts. Cause I love the CFL. I respect all fan bases, believe it or not. I don't call anybody a-holes. I don't call anybody tools or idiots. Like I'm constantly barraged with on Twitter. Twitter. You want some respect? Show some respect. Um, let's get to Jake Dolagali yesterday. I don't know. You told me that was. I think that was everything that everybody asked for. Um, obviously, it came down to the wire, overtime. Like you couldn't have dreamt it up any better. What's, uh, what just goes through your head as a quarterback? It gets to overtime, and you have to make those clutch passes, and also the two-point offer. Right. You really got to lock in. Um, you got to trust your guys. I think I did a good job of that. Um, you know, Kelly. Kelly had some good play calls down there. I, I trusted what he was, you know, what he was seeing. And um, yeah, like I said before, I just had to trust my eyes, you know, trust my feet, trust my arm, and, and it worked. Does it ever get frustrating? You went deep a lot, didn't connect as much as you had in previous games. Yeah. But does it ever get frustrating? Or does it yeah, of course, it's frustrating because we felt like we we left a lot of points out there. Um, you know, that's things that we're going to correct during the week and um, look to improve on. But you know, I'm just I'm just so happy for this team right now. Can you describe how emotional the game was? It felt like it was, you know, what people discussed about the Labor Day Classic. Yeah, it was a roller coaster. Um, I know Britt was asking me before, like, how do you, you know, how do you manage those ebbs and waves or whatever? And I was like, I just had to breathe through it. And, you know, I think I did a good job of that on the sidelines. Um, everybody who was on the sidelines was keeping us up. Um, shout out to them. And then, you know, we just... You know, I told the guys in the huddle, like, just let's just take it one play at a time, especially at the end there. Um, you know, f- first first down, and then we'll go from there. And you know, we did that. The last three minutes this week went a little lot better than last week. Did you learn from that experience, and did you approach it differently? Yeah, of course. Um, we learned from it last week. I don't think we approached it any differently. I think we just executed a lot better. Can you just talk about the two-point convert or the play unfolded. Uh, how it unfolded. Um, well, it was kind of a man zone concept for us. Honestly, I don't know if I, like, I'll have to watch the film. I, I thought I made the right read. Um, you know, it was Bain just running away from a linebacker. So, um, you know, it, and he was he was undercutting it. So it had to be a perfect ball and a perfect catch, and it, and it was. So it looked like the window was pretty small. It was very small. If you guys could see it from my angle, it was, <laughs> I shouldn't have thrown it. <laughs> Jake, how important is this win? It's huge. Um, I mean, it's everything we talked about during the week. It's it's let's just let's just get a win this week and then see what happens. But it's you know it's it's huge for going forward, and um, I'm just so happy for these guys right now. The, the whole organization. We I don't want to say we needed it, but it, it just feels so good right now. 
What do these last two wins, wins kind of tell the rest of the league about this team, about that you guys have just beaten the top two teams in the West Division back-to-back? -back? Uh, that we're here, you know, they, they can't forget about us. Um, you know, we're a tough opponent. Our defense is legit. Um, we can put up points, too, on offense, so I think we're a very well-rounded team. You know, Specials does their thing. Mario almost popped a couple tonight, so, um, and obviously Brett's been lights out. Um, that whole operation between the three of them, it's, you know, it's money. So um, I think everybody's playing with a lot of confidence. And um, yeah, I'm just, now I'm looking forward to next week. Celebrate for 24 hours and then got to do it again. <laughs> what were you seeing for tomorrow late in the game through a couple of nice passes? To yeah, I mean, um, JMO's got such a knack for the ball and, and finding just like these subtle little areas. Um, and, you know, we had those game plan plays in, of course, but, um, you know, he's just, he's a baller. He's a playmaker, and, um, you know, you rely on guys like that. And honestly, across the board, you could rely on anybody who, who we roll out there. So, um, J-Mo just, just happened to be that guy. You didn't have much room in the one you threw down the middle to him. No, not at all. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I threw it. Second time this year, you guys uh, won a game where you guys lost a tackle during uh, the game. Uh, just talk about the offensive line play, especially after losing Kelly. Yeah, the boys up front, they battled. I know Evan was battling a foot. Um, I hope I hope Colin's doing okay. Um, I haven't heard anything yet, but um, yeah, they battled all night. Uh, they did a great job when we had to shuffle them around. Um, so shout out to them. They, you know, they gave me plenty of time. A couple times. Uh, a couple sacks that we had were, were all on me. It wasn't them. Um, so, yeah, props to them. They did a great job. There was one. There was a glaring error just over the before the three-minute warning. Does that? Do you embrace the challenge of picking up a teammate when something like that happens? Oh uh, yeah, of course. I mean, we got to rally around them. You know, made a mistake, um, and uh, you know, game's not over. Like three minutes is a long time in this league. So, um, yeah, we rallied and we made it happen. How stressful was that watching that last bomber series on the sideline? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was tough. Like you, you want to have the ball in your hands at the end of the game, and when you you can't, um, can't do anything, it's it's tough. It's it's nerve wracking. For sure. And when Jackson makes that play, what's your first notion? It's huge. Like it's, you jump in the air. You know, it's it's like yeah. You talked about leaving points on the field. It still must be uh, somewhat prideful that. You still put up 32 points against one of the best defenses in the league. You can't lose sight of that, I assume. No doubt. No doubt. You know, like I said, we could put up points. Um, you know, we always talk about putting, putting up seven, not three. But, um, you know, sometimes drives just stall. And, you know, you got to take the points when you can get when you can get them. Here's a text from Mike at 936-6262, powered by the Capital Auto Group. That bomber fan that just called is what they're all about. Trash. Well, I wouldn't... Listen, I'm not going to call trash. I'm not going to call... Uh, I'm not going to call uh, uh, Herb Trash. I think that was his name. Uh, Herb had some good points till he then then he went all bombers. And I get it. Hey, we like the Riders. They like the Bombers. That's what it's all about. It's a rivalry. Pete Robertson gets suspended for one game. Okay, headbutt. 
It was a stupid play by Pete Robertson and Zinger. You can attest. You listen to the game. I lit him on fire in the broadcast. I thought it was a ridiculously stupid play, foolish play, whatever adjective you want to say. But he's a clean guy for the mm-hmm. most part. Anybody that's calling in, like the Bomber fans on Twitter, their social media, uh, on social media, the, some of their media, some of their former media. Oh, he should be. Uh, Craig Dickinson's out to lunch for not benching him. Really? Because your coach didn't bench Jackson Jeffcoat when he smoked Brandon Bridge. Or I didn't see Andrew Harris benched when he ripped the guy's uh, face mask off his head, his helmet off his head in the Labor Day game there a couple years ago. Um, uh, so, yeah, prisoners of the moment. Let's not be saints over there in Winnipeg. You're not saints. We hate each other's guts. Hopefully we're respectful in the in the stands. That was a disrespectful play by Pete Robertson, but it's not the first disrespectful play uh in, in a Labor Day Classic and in that game. Give me a break. Let's go to June on the phone. Go ahead, June. You're not going to want to talk to me either, Michael. What's that? You're not going to want to talk to me either. Why? Because I agree with that man, and, you know, there should be more people phone in about you because you talk too much. You just talk about all of them like that all the time. And I don't go for that either, but I do not believe in swearing. That's not right. Yeah, well, that's you lose all disrespect when you swear. I don't swear. And I don't either. So, so June, what don't you like about what I said? There's a lot of things that you say on that radio. I listen to you every day. And there's a lot of things that you say. Now, I mean, if you want to hear a, a good sports... Yeah, June, June, you listen to me every day, but you can't stand me. That is a day in the life of Michael Ball. We'll be back in a moment. The Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Your hard work, it allows the world to feed itself every day. Your rye, your wheat, and your barley. Your flax, lentils, and beans. Millions and millions of people need you to be out there. So while the world is relying on you this harvest, you can always rely on us. Ibarasa and Sons. If you need anything this busy harvest season, we'll be there. Ibarasa.com. Labor Day Classic Monday here. The Toronto Argonauts have an 18 to 10 lead over the Hamilton Tiger Cats. There's 6:55 remaining in the third quarter, and to wrap up the day, of course, starting at five o'clock, the Edmonton Elks are at McMahon Stadium to take on the Calgary Stampeders. Where Saskatchewan sports fans come to talk. This is the Sports Cage on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. Winnipeg, 
We got the six foot seven quarterback, the best fan base in the CFL, the best defense in the CFL, and we're coming to the third best stadium in the CFL. People IMG are grumpy. Field. Yeah, people are grumpy. Ballsy, ba- you're not gonna like it. <laughs> I agree with that guy. I hate you, but I listen every day. I listen every day. I hate you so much. I can't stand you. But when are you? On three to six, I gotta get my popcorn. Let's go to the phones here. We got a caller here. Let's go. Who's this? Light him up. Um, this is Isabel from Radville. Hi, Isabel. Um, I just like to say I agree with everything that you say, and don't let those um, Winnipeg fans um, treat you bad like that. You're awesome. And all your people that work with you are awesome, too. I just don't agree with that play, but you know what? Things happen, right? Yeah, I don't agree with it either. I don't want to... Hey, listen. I don't want to make it sound like I agree with that play. There's no room in football for what Pete Robertson did. And you can go back and listen to the broadcast on the Rider Radio podcast, and it's right there in audio form. I lit him on fire during the game. I was mad at Pete Robertson. It was a selfish, dumb play that could have cost the game. And if you want to suspend... That's right, and yeah. If you, and if you want to suspend him, Isabel, for a game, go ahead. But the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, there's... Pre- now the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are not Saints. They've done this and done it uh, two or three times over to Rough Rider uh, players. So don't tell me that this guy's the next Garrett Marino and he should be kicked out for a year, like Troy Westwood said. Like, come on, give me a break. It was a penalty. He he got he got suspended. And let's be honest, he's getting suspended for one game so that we don't have any hijinks in the stands and or on the field. They're trying to calm the waters before the Labor Day classic. But guess what? The Riders are on a roll, and they're every bit as good as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. You'll say, no, they're not. We just beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers with our one, two, third Third quarterback. We lost our we lost our right tackle again. We lost the tackle. What do we do? We put the big Saskatchewan boy on the on the tackle, Logan Ferlin. Evan Johnson got hurt. Another Saskatchewan kid limped through the game, and we still beat the Bombers. And it was a lot closer than thir- it was a lot further apart than thirty two thirty. We gave the Bombers. Two touchdowns. And don't tell me there's not pick and choose justice because a pass interference against Samari Anderson was called. An even worse one was let go. The Bombers are offside left and right with their receivers. It It's all dependent on who you are and what your jersey color is. The Riders will have to go into Winnipeg and beat the Stripes and beat the Bombers, and I'm picking them to win on the Labor Day Classic. Thanks for the call, Isabel. I appreciate it out there in Radville. Who else do we got here? Go ahead. You're on the show. Hey, Baldy. Hey. Yeah, Jack here, Fort Capel. Hi, Jack. What's going on? Hey, first off, you hadn't handled yourself well with the uh, with Herb there. Oh, yeah. Uh, good job. Thanks. Uh, all I can say is Herb might want to remember October of 2012, <clears throat> just after La Police was fired, uh, The uh, whose ass was handed to them on a platter at the old Taylor Field. Mm-hmm. You might remember that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, getting back to the... Uh, the uh, Pete Roberts situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a good move. But uh, listen, uh, the suspension here today, uh, quite frankly, uh, we, we knew it was coming. Uh, there was no getting around it. The uh, fact is that the, the league, 
for some reason just doesn't like this organization. And uh, there's a lot of head hits that have taken place. You might remember Claris's injury in Edmonton um, when uh, I can't think of that big defensive. Coney uh, Ely. Coney Ely yeah. hit him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, was he suspended? No, and I and he shouldn't have been suspended, nor should he have been fined, because Zach exactly. Kalaros was trying to make a football play at the end. What's he supposed to do? Exactly. Let him throw the ball? Give me a break. Exactly. Right on. So, bottom line is, is that the only thing that Herb might have said that might have been very anything close to accurate was Kalaros uh, is uh, not the same guy. He's not. He's he's just not there. That's why he's and that's why he's upset. He's showing a little bit. Kalaros is a great football player, two-time MOP. Uh, what he's done in coming back from uh, from uh, a terrible, terrible situation with concussions is uh, should be something of thirty for thirty. Of all the respect in the world for Kalaros, but he's become a little edgy and a little arrogant and a little whiny now, for my liking. Right. right. Hey, and I got to I got to go over now to Jake. Yep. Uh, man, I just hope the Ryder organization finish the season off here uh, with the three that are addressed as quarterbacks and uh, really get a good look at what the future is. Uh, quite frankly, uh, I guess next weekend's going to be a real, the real telltale. I thought yesterday it might have been, but uh, uh, this, this Jake, uh, he is just absolutely, uh, he's got a, I think he checks off everything. Uh, yeah, he's. Hey, I, I am a full supporter of his, Jack. But uh, I, I was a full supporter of Mason Fine too. Wally Boato always said, "Have a QB one, and then one or two guys that can win you two or three games." And it's playing out for the Rough Riders. Dola Gallo was not great early. It was an underwhelming three hundred yards at times. But when he had to make throws, like the dime on the sideline of Mitch Pickton, not too many guys make that throw. He was hit when he threw the one to Tevin Jones on the far sideline. Nobody could make. He's such a big guy; he could get it out there. And the two-point conversion throw to Sean Bain Jr., that's who it was too. Yeah, that was a great throw. He, those quick throws have been real good. He's making good decisions. I'd like to see him do a little better job of his progressions, but let's be honest, he's only started three games, so I'm going to do the same thing I did with Mason Fine and not jump all over the kid. The key is he hasn't hurt the football team. He's made plays when he's had to, but let's not kid ourselves. We're winning because of a championship defense and yesterday because of our special teams. But I'm going to say this. People have, well, you know, I want to, and I'm not cutting you down, Jack, but I've heard this. I heard this in the office today. I want to see another game. I want to see another game. These guys are great cup contenders. They just beat BC and Winnipeg with their third quarterback. They are great cup contenders. There's a te- There are four teams that can legitimately win the great cup, and the Rough Riders are one of those teams right now. Okay, so final comment, uh, Coach Dickinson. Yep. Like I said to you last time I spoke with you, hey, I'll push this guy, uh, his shopping cart, all the way to the Great Cup. If he keeps uh, his demeanor, his his focus, his, 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 it's like for me as a fan, he's kind of uh, just gone 180 degrees in the way he approaches his coaching, his head coach position. And uh, his interview, post-game interview, I thought uh, he spelled it out. Pretty damn nice. Well, you're going to hear him at 5.05 live. We'll get an update here on the Pete Robertson thing and his thoughts. Thanks for the call, Jack. I appreciate it. And yeah, Jack raises a really good point. Zinger. Zinger, after the Montreal game and probably before that, people wanted him fired. We should get rid of him. Can't wait for the season end. People are making up songs uh, parodying... uh, uh, bon Jovi, we're halfway there. Dickie is living on a prayer. Craig Dickinson has outcoached Rick Campbell 
and Mike O'Shea in back-to-back weeks. He outcoached Mike O'Shea yesterday. Is anybody talking about that? No. The great Mike O'Shea, he the guy who could write his own ticket, he outcoached him. Look at that. Look at that onside kick at the start of the game. Yeah. He doesn't get enough credit for that. I loved watching Mike O'Shea walk off the field after the game. Him just walking all alone in his shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye. Got back to the back. Wind a little bit. Won't be fine for cutting down officials. Wind about the officials. Oh, let's Speaking of whining, let's hear this guy, Zach Kalaros. Hmm. We were pretty heated on the sidelines after that hit by Robertson. What did you see on that play? What did you see? Saw a guy hit by me. Yeah. You think the league will do anything about it? I'm not sure. You've been, in this, you've been around for a long time. What, what would you? What would your assumption be? I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah. Okay. I definitely was yeah. Surprise you. It happens all the time. There you go. So your MOP uh, said that after the game, and oh, looky here, Pete Robertson's been suspended for one game. Now, uh, what? Here's the thing, and I give Coach Dickinson crap for this when we're talking on the bus or whatever. So you gotta work the phones, like you gotta work the phones and be just like that, critical and in the face of the officials. The riders just take it. Like I hope Craig Reynolds is sitting in his office right now, typing a letter up to the league because here's what we want going forward. Here's what I want. If I was Craig Reynolds. This is how my letter would read. Fine. You're giving Pete Robertson a one-game suspension. You better make damn sure that every player and every team is held to the same standard. And it's not right now. You can't call in your bomber, lion, Hamilton, Toronto fan and tell me that they're being held to the same standard. They're not. Hey, uh, this from Paul Ostring on our text line, 936-6262. For every one person out there complaining about you, Michael Ball, there's probably 50 or more. Or maybe a hundred that listen to the show because it's great radio. Go riders, go! That's all we're trying to do is make great radio. We're trying. Listen, you, other teams they can call in here. Maybe don't call me names if you don't like the show. If you're a bomber, listen, listen. If you're a bomber fan and you don't like this show, okay? How about you call right now a one two zero four number and talk to them on their show to. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, they don't oh, have a show oh, on Labor yeah. Day. Oh, but you can call daily and talk Winnipeg Blue Bomb. Oh, oh, you can't. No, 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 you can't do that. Oh, they no. they, they hmm. might. I think they have a Monday coaches show, actually. So maybe you can get them today. I'm not sure. But but generally, okay, so call them on tomorrow on their daily Blue Bomber. T- oh, oh, they don't have that. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, this is the Sports Cage, the voice of CFL football here on 620 CKRM. 620 CKRM is proud to be the official radio partner of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and your home for the hottest sports talk anywhere. This is the Sports Cage with your host, Michael Ball. All right, so uh, Labor Day Monday, we got a game on right now. It is Toronto leading Hamilton, what, 24-13, Zinger? 24-13 for the Argos, looking to go to 9-1. 31-13, Chad Kelly's lighting it up. They're just crushing Hamilton. Embarrassing. There are four teams that can compete for a great cup. It's the Argos, the best team in the league. I don't know. Where do I put the Riders in the power ranking? I think the Riders are I think the Riders are the second best team in the league right now in the power ranking. I'd put Toronto. Right now as we speak, I'd go Toronto, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, BC. Ooh. 
It's hard hard not to argue after you the can't Riders, argue that. after the Riders beat BC. How you feeling? The, yeah, the yeah. How are you feeling about back your back Rough weeks. Riders? Nine three six sixty two sixty two is the number to text or one eight six six seven six seven zero six twenty toll free long distance or nine three six sixty two sixty two. I didn't get to do the call in show, so this is like a special Labor Day edition. We're lighting the phone lines up. Let's head out in the Western Pizza Hotline. Say hi to our friend John. Hi, John. Hello, Michael. One thing right off the bat, buddy. Say congratulations for having the guts to tell it like it is. Oh, thanks, man. You're a good man. man, and you tell the truth all the time. You got the best show in Canada. You got the best radio station in Canada. Keep up the good work, Mike. Don't be afraid to tell the truth. When don't let Winnipeg, they're idiots, some of those people there. Mm, well, yeah, and I, once again, I don't name call anybody, John, in terms yes, of no. that. I, I will never do that. Uh, I let them show their true colors, and eventually yep. they do show their true colors. And yep. right now they're just mad because they can't, they can't take the fact that they're losing. And they can't, and, and Zach's a little mad, and he should be mad. That was a dirty play by Pete Robertson. Yeah, so he should, was. he should be mad for that. But, but I think Zach's a little choked because Zach Kalaros is not as as good as Zach Kalaros has been. He is yeah. declining. The team is not as good as they were, and it just gets under their skin that somebody could be catching them. I, the Rough Riders, John, are a Grey Cup contender. You wait, Bulls. Hey, we're, we're, we're peaking at the right time. we got to get our guys off the injury and get them back, and once we get them back, Look out, other teams. We're coming after you. Yeah, and how about the coaching job that Craig Dickinson and oh, his staff has done? Hell of a job. Yeah, John, but let me ask you, John. Be honest. I'm honest. You're honest. Have you always been in Craig Dickinson's corner, even when people wanted him fired three weeks ago? Yeah, I've always liked Craig Dickinson. He's a, he's a hell of a coach. Baldy, and I'll tell you, little buddy, I'm in your corner, too, for you. Thanks, bud. Keep Appreciate on, it. Keep on telling it like it is. Thanks, bud. That's what I do. Uh, thick skin. Got to have a thick skin, man. If you're going to throw it, you got you to gotta take it. Um, 936-6262, the number to text, or you can call us. And, hey, I'll take your calls, even if you don't like me like Herb and June. But you're going to start throwing... Uh, you're gonna start throwing uh, names out there. Uh, I don't. I don't stand for that. Uh, Michael, I agree with you one million percent. Rough Riders have a target on their backs because they have the most fans all over Canada, and that drives the league crazy. I like your passion with your job. Never lose that. Well, I'm never losing my passion. I. Uh, I am not going to sit here and tell you I'm the best announcer in Canada. I've never done that. I'm not God's gift to radio. But I will tell you this. I was telling my buddy Perry Nice, who's forgot more about radio than anybody knows, Zinger. Mm. And we both agree you're a great up-and-coming broadcaster. I really like what you're doing with uh, Ryan Hall and the Rams broadcast. I encourage people to listen. In fact, we got a big game Friday against the U.S. Huskies. But there's one thing that <clears throat> I feel I do. Ah, I'm just going to. My grandpa always told me it's not bragging if you can do it. So I'm going to I'm going to boast a little bit, okay? Nobody in media in Canada treats this game with the reverence or passion that I do. Nobody. It's a big deal to me. This is as big as the NFL to me. And I love the NFL, and I'm not stupid to think that the CFL is the NFL. But I treat this like it's the NFL. I treat guys like Jackson Ford from Campbell Collegiate, who rushes, who comes in off the bench replacing Jaden Dalkey, and because of the ratio, which is so important to the Canadian Football League, has a chance to play in the Labor Day Classic. That dude was in a crowd last year selling 50-50s, and... 
a year later, he's a second-round pick. He's making tackles, did a great job on special teams where he hasn't been great early but has learned from his mistakes, made a great tackle on Oliveira coming up from the safety spot, or Oliveira is still running probably right now. Uh, maybe the Bombers score a touchdown there. Makes a great play off the edge to help seal the win. He deflects it. Micah Johnson deflects it. And the Rough Riders win the game. And that I mean, play late in the fourth quarter as well, that deep uh, ball yeah, down the yes, middle. Yes, absolutely. Came over. So I'm never going to... Uh, I am never going to apologize for my Canadiana, and I'm never going to apologize for the way I do things. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. But as June, fu- as June admitted, I can't stand you and what you say. I listen every day, and I can't stand you. <laughs> Job done. Let's go to the phones. Hi, who's this? There is trouble completing your call. <laughs> Probably. There uh, go. That could be Wade Miller, Mike O'Shea <laughs> calling. Anyway, uh, call back, 936-6262. It's the number to uh, uh, call or one eight six six seven six seven zero six twenty. We've got some other texts here. Uh, Connie from Cook's Creek. The Bombers do have a daily radio show. It's called Jets at Noon. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They'll probably turn it into a CFL show, but... Uh, Anyway, hey, Ballsy, why do you think the Riders didn't play like this until after the Montreal debacle? I'll handle the first question on this text. They did play like this before the Montreal debacle. They were playing good football. They went to Montreal, and they had flown. People don't. Eddie Steele, I disagree. I love Eddie Steele. Great guy. By the way, condolences. His mom just passed away from a liver illness. Um, so my thoughts and prayers go out to our buddy. I respectfully disagree with Eddie Steele, the former rider who's on our broadcast. I respectfully disagree with Luke Mullender. It is. It is an absolute factor. Yes, it's charter, so we're not, they're not having to go from Montreal to Toronto to Halifax. It's a charter. But this team, with injuries and without their starting quarterback, played in BC. Then they went to Halifax to play Toronto. Then came back and played a really good Ottawa team at the time. And then had a flight of Montreal. They were tired in five days. They were tired. Three out of four weeks, they had traveled, crisscrossed every time zone. They were in every time zone in a week. So they, I take that Montreal game and that's what pisses me off because it's not the true indication. And not that's, only the time zone, they never, they never had no practice time. They practiced right. one day on that Wednesday right. before Montreal. And that's why Zinger, I, had been steadfast on this team and I was the only positive guy in the media and for any media or fan that says oh that Craig Dickinson he should have he definitely should have benched his guy for two plays get out of here we're trying to win a football game Mm -hmm. okay you didn't see did you see Zach Kalaros put his grill in Derek Moncrief's grill and he's trying to scramble for a first down nobody talks about that yeah, we have no Dickinson doubters right now, huh? After no, a couple it's a big lot of, wins, yeah, it's funny. It's funny how the narrative who's been changes. behind who's been behind Dickinson for from day one, the sports cage. Yes, who's been behind this team and never wavered? Who calls them out when they need to be called out, but stays positive? The sports cage, yeah. baby. Which radio station is in on a Labor Day? Which show and which radio station and which show? Talks about the entire Canadian Football League. The voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKR. Love it, love it. By the way, uh, we'll get to some more texts and calls, 936-6262 or 1-866-767. A lot of texts rolling. 0620. Zinger, I want to get to what you 
uh, did on Friday. I listened to a part of the game as I was traveling to down uh, down south. I was actually by the hot tub. I'd go in the hot tub for a bit with my kids and come out and check out how the game was going. Rams didn't look so good, but how how uh, how do you break down that game through your eyes? Yeah, just the offense has been a bit off to start the year, I guess you could say, but uh, it's early on. It was kind of reminiscent of the preseason game. The offense is just a little bit of a tick off, you know, a couple overthrows here, a couple other throws here, but uh, Bryden O'Flaherty, he came off the bench on Friday and mm-hmm. I don't want to say he's looked better than Noah Pelshi so far, but every time that uh, O'Flaherty has gotten the ball in his hands, preseason game, this past game, he's been decisive with the ball, he's been getting it out on time. Uh, with that said, the defensive side of the ball for the Rams, they really kept the Rams in the game. Yeah, Friday, I was so actually shocked by that. Very thought, optimistic for the defense going into Yeah, Friday. we need uh, Noah Pelche to pick it up. And I don't want to be critical of these guys. No, They're no. just kids. We need the offense to pick it up. I thought the offense would carry the defense, but the defense kept them in the football game. So, uh, yeah, and they're going to yeah. be taking on a Huskies team that... Everybody thought that they were going to lose because they were losing all game long against Manitoba. And then mm. Manitoba came back at the end and, and won it. So it's going to be a tough one. But I can't wait for this one because I'm guessing like over 6,000 people are going to be packed into Griffith Stadium on Friday mm. night. Mm. Rams, Huskies. I mean, I get, I just got a bit of a shiver thinking yeah. about it. Like, I can't wait, wait to be Wait till they start pumping Metallica and running out of the dogs yeah. ahead. You'll can't be wait pumped. for the yeah. internet to cut out and no, stuff. No, it'll and, be fine. Let's, yeah. let's cross our fingers. Think positively. All right. Yeah. 93660. 262 in town, toll free out of town, 1 866 Give us a call. Rams this is, are going to win on Friday, yeah, by the way. I feel it, it let's in my do bones. It. So call us. Let us know what you think of that Rough Rider suspension today. One game. What do you think about your team after that game? Give us some positives. Give us some things you want them to work on as we head into what's going to be a great Labor Day rematch Saturday in the peg. Come on. I want to talk to some of you Rider fans on a holiday Monday. That's why we came in to do this damn show. Uh, by the way, I'm not against. I, I think he should have been. It should have been a fine probably half his game check, not a suspension. So if we're going to go suspension, fine. I want you to take a little journey back, okay? Go a little back. You're going to see t- uh, a tweet I retweeted. It's pinned to the top of my profile at the real ballsy B-A-L-L-S-Y. I'd appreciate a, uh, a follow, too. You go there, and you'll see two plays. You'll see Andrew Harris ripping off uh, Christian Campbell's helmet, Ryder DB then. In the what they call the Banjo Bowl, we call it the Labor Day rematch. And then you'll see Brandon Bridge take an absolute no. dirty cheap shot, which was way worse. Which by was the way. Way, way worse, worse than what Kalaro got, and Jeff Coat got nothing. Jeff Coat got nothing. That was a playoff game. I wonder. I wonder. We should rewatch that one. I wonder if Mike O'Shea pulled Jeff Coat out to bench him. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, did Jeff Coat get kicked out of the league for that? Mm-hmm. No, oh no, he played, he played yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, did he get suspended there. for a year, Troy Westwood? No, I don't think. Oh. He Oh, oh, we're what we like to call pick and choose and prisoners of the moment. Uh, It all depends on your jersey color, i.e. the the, uh, pass interference yesterday. Riders get called, bombers don't. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Time now for the Cage Clutch Performer on 620 CKRM. Looking right, throws, it's deflected, incomplete, and it's Labor Day, Lunacy, Micah Johnson, batted it down, and your Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Jackson Ford off the edge, win the Labor Day Classic, 32-30. 
Yeah, so uh, Jackson Ford coming off the edge, got the first tap on it, and then Micah Johnson got a piece, too. I looked at the replay. It was a double tap, but a great job by Jackson Ford. He's our clutch performer. Campbell Collegiate, as we said last year, he was with the Rams selling 50-50s in the crowd for the team to raise money at the Labor Day Classic. This year, he comes off the bench, uh, replacing an injured Jaden Dalkey, and makes a big play to seal the Labor Day Classic. He and his grandfather, Al Ford, the Ford family now 8-1 and one in Labor Day Classics. And our clutch performer brought to you by Nick Service in Emerald Park, your local Massey Ferguson, Challenger, Rogator, Gleaner, and Fent Dealer. Give him a call, Zinger. What's that number? 781-1077. And Tim White just scored a touchdown for the Tabbies. It's 31-19 Argos. Our house is your house. Welcome inside the sports cage on Saskatchewan Sports Radio, 620 CKRM. Argos poised to go to 9-1. and one. They're the best team in the CFL. Um, Tabby's going for two here. Okay. Taylor Powell yep. throws over the middle, and that is caught for the two-point conversion. Oh, so Once again, a Tim White. So it's 31-21. 10-point game with 456 oh, remaining. Oh, so still lots of time in the CFL. Still to come here, it's uh, Calgary and Edmonton. I think they might be delayed because of the weather, though. That's what I've been hearing. The air quality's not great. So we shall see. It's, if it's anything like today, it's terrible. Can you imagine if this was yesterday? Oh, We yeah. wouldn't be playing. You would think some of the rain would make it bad. I feel, I feel like the rain has made it worse today. I will tell you something, floating. Zinger. We're, we talked about uh, the way the stadium's constructed and it's sunken in. Mm-hmm. We're lucky it's sunken in because yeah. if that would have been old Taylor Field, we wouldn't have played. Yeah. Because we're sunken in, yeah. it, it, it kind of shelters it, it from the smoke. It I know helps. the air is still there, but yeah. it helps. Well, it was it really helps. smoky as well on Friday, uh, the cage on the concourse there. Yeah. And like. On the concourse level, it was really bad, but when you went onto the field, it was like night and day difference, to your mm-hmm. point. So, uh, We got this text, too, from Anonymous Texter. Looked like, to me, on the replay, that Micah Johnson was trying to keep Robertson away from Kalaros before the headbutt. Wondered what uh, whiny boy was saying. I don't know what Kalaros was saying. Uh, heat of the battle, for sure. Micah was mad, though. I think he was mad for two reasons. He yeah. was mad because of that, but he was also mad because he wasn't in at that the goal just, line. Uh, I don't know why our best goal line guy wasn't in. Looked like he wanted to play, so that's an interesting one. Um, this is from Allison and Kevin Hicks, Sherwood Park. On our way back, uh, we listened to your play call, and now Sports Cage. We had to leave the game early for a good reason. Had to get my sister to her surprise birthday party. So hap- uh, happy the Riders got the win for Arlene's birthday. Love the play calling on the game days, and Sports Cage. Go Riders. Thanks for that. Uh, hey, I don't care if you don't like us. Just be... Uh, just have a reason why you don't Just like don't us. Just don't call us a-holes. Yeah, that's right. It's that's mean. exactly. That is kind of mean. That's mean. That's bully. Got some more texts. Hey, uh, uh, I don't. Hey, Austin. The listen to you every day. Want to say? Went to my first Riders game yesterday, Labor Day Classic. Couldn't have asked for a better game. If the Riders keep this up, can we be thinking about Grey Cup possibly? You can be thinking oh, about yeah. it right now, man. Right now, 6-5. and five, uh, They've come up with a couple of big wins on home turf against the BC Lions and Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Coach Dickinson, who everybody wanted fired, is out-coached. Mike O'Shea and Rick Campbell in back-to-back games. Just so, think about it. The Riders... Are two wins away from making it to the Grey Cup, a, a semifinal and a Western yeah, final win. Yeah. Two wins, baby. This one from Metro. I thought you had thick skin, but here you have to mimic a senior citizen twice on radio in uh, 15 minutes. Metro from Yorkton. Oh, well, you can have your opinion there, uh, Metro. Um, you're welcome to it. Uh, 
Don't ever change, Ballsy. I've always liked your style. Uh, I'm done swimming in the negativity of the Ryder fan boards and pages. Big Lenny. Well, you know, some of the pages are good, uh, just like radio callers. Some people are off the deep end, and uh, some people aren't. Uh, This one. If Reynolds and O'Day don't appeal the Robertson suspension as they did with Marino, they will lose the team. And as uh, a fan for the last 60 years, I will not go to another game until they're gone. That's from Curtis. Uh... Curtis, with all due respect, they're six and five. They just beat BC and Winnipeg, and you want them what gone. What do people want? We just uh, be, the Riders just beat the BC Lions, and they just beat the Winnipeg Blue. Bombers. Let me not jump on Curtis. Let me just talk about this, okay, Curtis? Well, help me out. Help me. Understand. Yeah, I'll help you out to this. The Riders are not going to suspend. Are not going to appeal the suspension. And here's why they're not going to appeal it. You don't know when the arbitrator will look at it. I automatically thought that too, but then I looked into it. I thought they should appeal it right now so we can play this game and then maybe sit out the Elks game. Suppose the arbitrator doesn't get to it till before the BC line game. And then he appeals. That's a more important game to the Riders because you want to have that. uh, You've got a shot at second place. I don't know that you got a shot at first place. In fact, I think it's a long shot at best. So the Riders could maybe get a home playoff game. I want all my guys, especially Pistol Pete Robertson, at the um, at the. at the BC Lions game. So that's why they're not going to, and I think that's why they're not going to appeal. But I do want a strongly worded phone, uh, letter, email, phone call to, to the office. We are the... Listen, I don't care what anybody says. If I'm running this team, we're the team. We're the bell cow. We keep this league afloat. We are the team, okay? Our fans travel. That doesn't mean we get to bend the rules. What it means is everybody should be treated equally. Please tell me, Command Center, how that one is not a pass interference, but that one is, okay? And you know what you'll get from these guys? We're really sorry, Coach. We've uh-huh. messed up. They That's did that last year at Dickinson. That doesn't yeah, against help. Edmonton, against I Edmonton, when yep. Taylor Cornelius fumbled. Well, that doesn't help us. Get it right. And if here's the other thing. People are complaining too. Well, that wasn't a that wasn't a two point catch by uh, Sean Bain Jr. Oh. Actually, Sean Bain Jr. had the ball and it's allowed to move as long as you retain possession. So Yeah, the ball could touch the ground as long as you have possession of the ball. Like, yeah. Come on. Whereas now. Sean falling backwards, people thought he caught it on the sidelines there. When he hit no, the ground, he was lost laying, possession. It was laying on the ground yeah, the yeah, ball yeah. without his. So arms but anyway, I go back to this. I I want them. I actually want them to get rid of instant replay. Me they too. never will. But the, they, especially the we, pass we interference. We challenges. don't have the money. We don't have the money for proper instant replay. You can't get proper instant replay when you have three or four cameras. If you can't do it like the NFL, which you can't because you can't afford it, and TSN doesn't want to put more money into it, or the league doesn't want to, then get rid of instant replay and just go with what's on the field. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just go with what's on the field. 90s style, baby. Let's go. Well, let's live with it. Because they go upstairs, and you're going to honestly tell me that that was... Actually, they didn't review Amari Henry. Yeah, they did, because Dickinson threw the challenge no, flag. No, no, the, the, the one called against the Riders, it wasn't it reviewed. It wasn't reviewed, right. No. So, so they called that a pass interference on the field. And I don't agree with it, but I could have lived with it in instant replay. The one, the one over there... To uh, Key and Schaefer Baker, where Evan Holm mugs him worse than Amari Henderson did, is the exact same play, only more egregious. They go to command center, yeah. and they don't, they don't overturn that. 
You're Paul, gonna. You're gonna was more on his back than what Henderson was. You're gonna tell me. You're gonna sit here and call in and complain and text that balls. He's a homer and he looks at it through green and white glasses. There is nobody with half a brain with any type of logic thinking can look at that and say that's fair. And so that's how conspiracy theories start. For instance, Pete Robertson gets a one-game suspension, and he should. Okay. If that's what you think, he should get a suspension. I think it's half a game check, but they suspended him for one game. Go to at the real ballsy and watch the one at the top of my profile. I pinned it to the top. You got Andrew Harris ripping off a helmet. I don't know that he was penalized in that game. I can't say for sure. But I can tell you he wasn't kicked out because I did the call-in show after. He wasn't kicked out, and he didn't receive a suspension. Then and we didn't hear much from yeah, Winnipeg no, nothing media. Nothing from Winnipeg. Or, nothing. No, it was no, not egregious. It, it was fine. And then not a peep. And then Jackson Jeffcoat at the end of that tweet smokes Brandon Bridge way worse than what Pete Robertson did yesterday. Mm-hmm. And and once again we didn't hear anything. And we didn't hear anybody complaining that the coach should have benched Jackson Jeffcoat. Get out of here with that. Yeah. You know what? If you can't get out of here if with Winnipeg, that. If Winnipeg would have won the game yesterday, we were we would hear. Nothing. Although I'm going to say this, though, I'm going to say this, Zinger. Though the Riders do need to police themselves better because that was a 32-30 game, and it's the same script for the last three weeks. And my biggest concern is this: we're going to look back at a game that could cost us a season and say that's been an underlying problem. The Rough Riders have been great in terms of penalties. I was just yeah. going to say the penalties have been so much better. This Asked, year. But. 10 yesterday to 5 for Winnipeg, and it's when you take them, not how many you take. And the Riders the last three weeks had Ottawa dead to rights, and thankfully Bob Dice kind of screwed up at the end of the game, kicking the ball off to Alford, so we won that game. The Winnipeg, or the BC Lions, we had them dead to rights. They're a good team, but we let them get off the map, or the mat. And then this one, we had the Bombers down, not big time, but we... Broken tackles, illegal hands to the face, face masking, head butting. There's some stupidity creeping in here, and these players better buckle it down. It's not just on the coaches, it's on the players, everybody collectively. So I'm not just going to wipe my hands of the Rough Riders and say, oh, it's all chips and gum. They got some things to clean up, but this is a very competitive team with a chance to do something big time. Hey, if the Riders beat the Bombers next week, correct? we win the season we, series. We win the season series and we're only two games back of the Bombers. Right, if we win that game, we've won the season series with Winnipeg. First place, baby, here we come! <laughs> okay. It's still believable. We could get first place in the West. And we're doing it with our third quarterback. And, I'll stand by this. The best defense in the CFL right now. Yep. This is this defense is playing the best. We're going to take a break. Take this call when we come back on the other side. It's the sports cage. We're still here for an hour and a half. Give us a call. 936-6262-1866-767-0620. Here on 620 CKRM. Your hard work, it allows the world to feed itself every day. Your rye, your wheat, and your barley. Your flax, lentils, and beans. Millions and millions of people need you to be out there. So while the world is relying on you this harvest, you can always rely on us, Ibarasa and Sons. If you need anything this busy harvest season, we'll be there. Ibarasa.com. 
Back with your sports ticker, and right now, game one of the doubleheader here on the Labor Day Monday in the CFL. The Toronto Argonauts have a 38-21 lead over the Hamilton Tiger Cats with just over two minutes remaining in the fourth quarter later on today. The Edmonton Elks take on the Calgary Stampeders in a game that might be delayed due to the air quality health index right now in the city of Calgary. The index sits at a nine ball. Although I will tell you, the teams like the Riders have their own um, weather in, uh, instrumentation. I don't know if Calgary does at the stadium there, but I know the Riders did. That's why it's not what you see on the uh, mm-hmm. on the website you're looking at. By the way, CFL report brought to you by Kevin's Marine. Make the most of summer with a boat or pontoon at Kevin's Marine. Check them out on Fort Capel or online at kevinsmarine.com. And the sports ticker was brought to you by Bronco Plumbing and Heating, where professional service is guaranteed. They will treat you right. Give them a call at 781-2090. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at SportsCage. Now back to the action on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. All right. Uh, before we get to Matt, I think, who's on the phone line, I got this text from Curtis. Hey, Ballsy, I sense you want fine over Do- uh, Dolagala. Help me understand the love for fine over Dolagala. Fine had one good game against Ottawa. Dolagala had two great games against way better teams in BC and Winnipeg. Way bigger upside with Dolagala, in my honest opinion. Keep up the great work, Curtis. Well, Curtis, I don't want to make it sound that I'm picking one guy over the other. I like both guys. They both bring different things to the table. I'm just saying, be quick to annoy. Let's not be quick to throw one guy aside and pick the other guy. You can't anoint either guy yet. They both are learning the game. I don't think Fine played bad at all. My point was everybody was trying to say we got to bench this Fine guy when it wasn't. he wasn't the reason we weren't winning football games. If you remember, Dolagala came in too against Montreal, didn't light it up, and Dolagala didn't look spectacular at the start of the game. He did come on. He did make some great throws. Uh, I think he's got a better arm than Mason Fine. There's no doubt about about it, uh, but let's be honest. We won those games because of our great defense and special teams. That's what. Well, that's why we were winning football yeah. games. And some timely big time throws by Jake. Dwight yes, he Gallo did. Too. He had some great throws. To Jamal and Morrow at the yes, end of the game. There, hundred percent. The one to Tevin Jones when he was hit. The one to Mitch Pickton on the sidelines. The two point convert. Jake Dolagala. And what I like about him, unlike a Cody Fajardo, Mason Fine did this too. They both stand in the pocket and take hits. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the Jake train. I hope Jake Dolagala can continue. You don't think I don't want Jake Dolagala to put 300 up against the... uh the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in Winnipeg? Absolutely. I. This is Jake's team till he proves he shouldn't be running this team, and he hasn't yet. He hasn't hurt this team. I think he's got uh, four touchdowns and one interception because he didn't have a touchdown yesterday, even though he threw for over 300 yards. He didn't do anything to hurt the team. He's using his legs when he has to. I'm on the Jake train. So, Curtis, sorry if I gave that impression. My point was, let's, not be, let's be quick not to anoint these guys, okay? Although it looks like Chad Kelly can be anointed. He's worth the contract. They're, what is it, 38-21? Is she over? Yeah, she has uh, dying seconds here. 41-21 now, 20-point game. I don't know what his stats are, but the Argos will not back into the Grey Cup. They will be, uh, they're going to have to be knocked off big time. Okay, let's go to the phone say hi to Matt. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Ballsy. Uh, yeah, I think you're on point with uh, Jake Dolagala comment about him not hurting the team. And there's something about him, if it is him, but this team has had a level of energy uh, at the BC game and the Winnipeg game, I, I'm behind the rider bench about 10 rows, and, and you could feel it in the BC game, and you could feel it yesterday. Uh, Moncrief and others were, were jacked for sure during this game. Um, so if we continue to bring that energy and passion to every single game, 
you know, put the other teams on notice because nobody's going to want to play us. Uh, your other comment about self-policing um, in the past, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, we didn't have that accountability on the sideline, but I'll tell you yesterday, after Robertson uh, made contact with uh, uh, Caleros on the sideline, I would not have wanted to be anywhere near Micah Johnson. He was ripped. Uh, it took everything for Lanier to keep him away from Robertson because, um, yeah, I'm sure there would have been <laughs> contact between those two guys. Micah, you know, I think for the fine that Robertson is going to pay on the suspension, I think that's that pales in comparison to that locker room accountability that I think uh, Micah is going to bring or did bring uh, after that hit. So I think I think that's improved. Mm-hmm. But I just asked for your comments on one thing about um, coaching, and I'm, and I'm not about to bash our yep. head coach, but uh, in the last year or two, um, there's been some questionable decisions around timeliness of challenges. One thing yesterday with time management, just before the end of regulation, 14 seconds, we're running on the field and the clock is running, and Dola Gala is obviously rushed. I think we could have ended the game right there. Um, you know, he we rolled out and he had to rush a throw, and then we, you know, we 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 tied the game. So I, I just I don't know. You know, some things the refing and all the officiating stuff that's out of our control. But what's in our control is clock management and you know that that flag that challenge. Okay, so let, has. let me stop. Let me stop you, Matt. We'll just go back and forth here. So I, I'm trying to remember. We were down there deep. I know that. I think there was a pass off into the flats, if I'm not mistaken, where the catch was made. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think that's a. Roll- yeah, I don't think that's a coaching problem because that's something Jake does. Like Jake, Jake dumped it out uh, to to his release valve. There, if if you really want to get down to it, uh, you're hoping maybe that the guy can get some yak yards and get to the or yak as they say yak. Yards just got kind of no, no, so, so, so let me just finish. Yeah, let me just finish here. We didn't have a timeout left. There was no timeouts for the Rough Riders there because we had lost the timeout on the challenge, which was a bogus, uh, which was the BS from the command center on the pass interference to Key and Schaefer Baker. So we didn't have a timeout left there. So there was no time. That that wasn't on the coach. What happened is is maybe it was on the coach on the sidelines. Kelly Jeffrey said, "Whatever you do, don't dump it off. Throw it out of bounds so we have another chance to get to the end zone. Because once you do it there." You gotta now. Now you gotta rush on your field goal kicker, right? You don't have time to get it to the end zone. If I remember it correctly, there I know there was no timeouts left for sure. I rewatched the game this morning, and, and coach was talking to Dola Gala. The clock they already whistled it in. Okay, he ran onto the field. There okay. was 15 seconds left. Okay, and you rushed the play. So okay, okay, that's what I, you mean. You know, okay, again, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, well that and, and that? I mean, and go ahead. I was just going to say, and, and O'Shea isn't perfect either. I think maybe he's second guessing his decisions around giving up single points as well. Yeah, good point. You know what? And that, single and, points were huge. Yeah, that's the thing, and and I agree with you, man. Like I think a lot of times, I wish these guys, and maybe it's because of the limited coaching. Um, coaching cap and everything like that. I wish these guys would have an assistant because the game is moving really mm-hmm. fast. Like It's mm-hmm. easy for me to talk up there or you to rewind the game, Matt, and I'm not cutting you down, mm-hmm. but it seems a lot of these guys make stupid mistakes. Like, Why is Orlando Steinauer having Bo Levi Mitchell in the game at the end when they win? Put the other guy in, mm-hmm. and then now you got your starting quarterback. Now you're trying to limp along with Taylor Powell. That's a stupid thing. Bob Dice, you, you kick a field goal. Why the hell are you kicking it to Mario Alford, the, spe- the 
reigning special teams player of the year. You screwed up there. Craig Dickinson, I said it here. I think his decisions cost us the BC Lions game the first time around. Why are you kicking an onside kick with 151 to go? That didn't make any sense. Your offense yeah. wasn't moving. Why are you going third and two at your own 40-yard line? Yeah, no. So there are they, they do make some mistakes. Every coach makes mistakes. Uh, the ones who make the yeah. fewest mistakes usually win, right? And I, I think you hey, can... You can agree, Matt. I'll let you talk here. Would you agree that Coach Dickinson, though, has outcoached two coaches who are perceived to be better than him, Rick Campbell and Mike O'Shea? Hundred percent. Neighbors uh, who sit next to us, we you know at halftime when we were, I think we were up by three or up by four going into the half. We looked at each other and said, "Okay, we're going to see who comes out and who makes the best adjustments." in the second half and, you know, look at the scoreboard. Um, one thing, you know, I think this team is trending up and I think mm-hmm. it's because of that energy and passion that is like, you can see it on the sidelines. Guys are talking to each other. Coaches are coaching. There's lots of back and forth, even if it is uh, Micah wearing his heart on his sleeve and holding, holding his teammate accountable. And, and he was on fire, man. Like I, yeah. I would not have been, I would not have wanted to be within 20 yards of that guy. <laughs> hey, I will tell you this, though. I will say this as we talk about the quarterbacking. It does... Jake Dolagala brings a positive vibe to this team. Guys are feel it feels like guys do want to play. It's not a shot on Mason, but it feels like guys, there's a positive vibe from the linemen all the way through the offense. Yeah, in, in, in a calm way. Nothing seems to phase this guy. Yeah, that's so, a good point. You know, hopefully, hopefully he continues uh, in that positive direction. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. That's a good call right there. And uh, he listened. He watched back to the game, so uh, it's good for him. I knew we didn't have a timeout at the end, but yeah, maybe a little bit more organization. And then the week before, they got lucky. Could be talking totally different about coaching with that uh, time count violation at the end of the game. Chad Kelly's fifteen of twenty three right now for two hundred and one yards, two touchdowns, two picks. So, so, so just an okay game from him. They He's got- had a lot of big throws though in the yeah. game, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah. been a tough, yeah. gritty game. There's 45 seconds left. Argo's up 41. Sometimes 21. stats lie. Okay, got this a text here. Love the play call on the Rams game, Sean. Always thought the Rams and Riders should work together more to make a Rams game bigger. Play on Sunday, Labor Day before the Riders make it a double header. The opponent could be the Bisons. Would be fun. Dan from Regina. They did that when the Rams first came to U Sports. The Rams played on the Friday, and then the Riders and the Bombers played on the Sunday because they had the Saturday Fan Fest in between. I'd love to see that. I remember too. that. Yep. I'd love to see that. that would I'd be love something. I'd love to see that. Have Alberta do the same thing with, uh, like Calgary do the same thing with the Stamps, and we should look into that. It's a very good. Uh, How about Bison's Rams on Friday, Thunder Rifles on yeah. Saturday at Libel, something yeah. like that, and then have a fan fest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, we're gonna get to some more of your texts. Keep them coming. Nine three six sixty two sixty two. Phone lines are open. Let's hear from Jamal Morrow too on the other side. Our offensive game star. This is the Sports Cage on six twenty CKRM. You're listening to the radio home of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the Sports Cage on six twenty CKRM. Got this text from Gerald at nine three six sixty two sixty two, powered by the Capital Auto Group. I understand the command center was manned by Al Bradbury. Is Al Bradbury from Winnipeg? Just saying. I don't want to believe that's the case. Uh, but when things like that happen, definitely conspiracy theories 
arise. Bernie, hey, Ballsy, I totally agree with you on the Robertson call. He's a great player that made a critical mistake, and this stuff happens every season. Some get spanked, others don't. Our coaching staff will and should make the correction for sure. Thanks for the awesome coverage. Your aspects of the game echo what I have to say most of the time. Keep up the good work, Bernie. Thanks, Bernie. Appreciate that. Keep the text coming, 936-6262. Have your text ready. I've got Coach Craig Dickinson live after five. But first, let's get to our friend Jamal Morrow, who had 37 yards rushing and 76 yards receiving out of the backfield, including that beautiful diagonal route to take him down to the goal the line. Texas which, route. which, by the way, he scored on that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Like, he scored his, his on that. His shin wasn't down. No. They, he kept, scored. they kept showing the camera angle yeah. behind the defensive. That's what I'm saying. The These... defense attack, the, the back of the defensive player yeah, yeah. like you got to have the camera who's in front of with the guy me here. who's with me let's get rid of instant replay it's a waste of time it slows it really down is. the game they majority get, of the time they get everything wrong most of the time they they arbitrarily call down at times oh that was a headbutt we got to all that oh we got to see if Picton was in bounds or not oh we you ever notice how it's mostly against the riders too or at least that's how it feels when mm-hmm. we're in the game that's how it feels am i wrong zinger tell me i'm wrong i, I it feels like no, it's mostly against wrong. the riders you're not wrong. It does. I don't know what it is, but it does. But anyway, that's yeah. not why I'm saying get a, a rid of instant replay. They they don't have enough cameras. They mm-hmm. don't they don't invest enough in a zinger to do it. So if you can't do it right, you can't win a swimming competition if you put just one foot in the pool. You have to jump into the damn pool. So if the CFL wants instant replay, do it right or don't do it. Just like the stats. You shouldn't have started the stats till you got it right. Save the whole, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, it's coming. No. It either starts or it doesn't start. Guess what? It's called first impressions for a reason. Now you get a whole bunch of conspiracy theories. You got a blabbermouth like Ballsy on here who has facts. He has facts. One P.I. is a P.I. and the other one isn't. Huh? It's The, the second one was worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're sorry. We made a mistake, <laughs> Coach Dickinson. We couldn't get to you because O'Shea was crying too loud. Like, come on. Get with it. All right, let's uh, hear from Jamal Morrow. Number 25 in your program. Number one. In your heart after today, that'd be Jamal Morrow. Jamal, how are you, my friend? Man, I am great, man. Uh, huge game, but yeah, I can't, I cannot complain, man. I'm feeling, feeling great. You know, uh, nine carries for 37 yards, average right about your seasonal average. It was 4.3 coming in, 4.1 there. But out of the backfield, man, four catches, 76 yards. Talk about that. Was that in the game plan all week, or is that something that just materialized as the game went on? I mean, I think it was a game plan all week, and we started to see how the linebackers were kind of playing us in, uh, you know, in different formations. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think Coach Kelly did a great job of kind of t- seizing those opportunities. And, uh, you know, when he caught those plays, we got one-on-one with the linebacker and um you know my that's my job you know that that's what i do you know if it's man to man with a linebacker i gotta take advantage of that and uh coach did a great job of uh you know exposing that and uh yeah i'm just doing my job and making the play on the uh on the play in overtime where you got into the one luke and i both thought uh you scored maybe you can comment on that but Talk, talk us through the diagonal route because you ran kind of a diagonal route there. At least that's what I call it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was I don't really think I was supposed to be there. I kind of just played football and ran the space. And uh, I think me and Jake were on the same page. And so we, we, we made eye contact and he, he let it rip. And, you know, I was able to make the catch and I thought I was going to get tackled. But, you know, there, there was some space there. And honestly, I, I, we reviewed it. I think I'm in. 
Yeah. I went back and watched it. I think it's a touchdown, but hey, we get to the one yard line. We got Pippen. Uh, we know he's gonna. We get to the in our, our short game. We, we feel confident in that. So we did feel good to get there. But I did think I scored though. Yeah, is it frustrating playing? Just I don't necessarily need a comment on the officiating per se, but like when one thing's called a pass interference and the other thing happens to your team, it's the exact same thing and it's not called. Are you guys in the huddle on the sidelines going, "What's pass interference? What isn't?" I mean, I, I, it's inconsistent. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> consistent. Yeah. Um, talk about your O line. Uh, I know it's been tough sledding for running, but I thought you know this. You lost another tackle. It seems to be the year of losing the tackles. Besides the quarterbacks and uh, I'll tell you what uh, they they've been a scrappy bunch I mean the O-line is full of dogs I mean they they come into work each and every day they're putting in extra hours extra film work extra time in the weight room and so anytime that I mean you hate to see a you know especially a, a tackle like that Colin go down who's playing so well for us and so I mean best of luck to him I hope you know we I don't know the diagnosis on that but I hope we get him back soon but um it's it's tough to see that but I mean, we know it's up it's been a next man up mentality the whole entire year and so Ben did a great job of stepping up and uh, Logan did a great job at tackle especially with their, their defensive front so I mean I've, I've nothing to, um, to attest to their, their great work and uh, you know being able to plug and play with those guys. Hey man so this isn't your first rodeo when it comes to Labor Day Classics and then going into the game you know in the following week in Winnipeg talk about you know some early thoughts and impressions on what it's going to take to be successful next week. Yeah, I mean, it, we got a short week, but we got to come out with the same intensity and the same focus. I mean, that's all we're worried about. And so we know it. I mean, Winnipeg's a tough team, and uh, we know what they bring. So to go ahead and beat them, t- beat them twice is tough. So, I mean, it's our first, that's our first time to go ahead and, um, you know, to have the opportunity. And uh, I'm just ready, to, ready and excited to go. And I think we, can, we have the guys on, on this team to, to do that. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you, though, man, what's the feeling like in the locker room? It real, it's been a resilient bunch all season long, but, you know, you've had two signature wins here at home turf back-to-back against the supposed West powerhouses. I talked to, to Coach Dickinson about this. I'd have to think you guys are in the conversation now, at least in terms of being relevant. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we... Our record doesn't show up, but and everybody in this locker room believes what what we can do, and um, we we know if we can play our best football, what kind of team we can be. It's just going out there and showing it. And uh, like I said, we have guys getting healthy right now, and um, we, I think we have the team. And the, if we play with the confidence, we we can compete with each team in the West. And um, I mean, if we get hot in this back stretch, I mean, who knows? Who knows how the how the how the things fall out? But we can, can possibly compete for a first seed. So for us, it's just to go out there and uh, you know continue to improve each and every day. And uh, when we get to the game days execute and uh, play our best football my buddy sitting next to me he's a great cup champ so i'll ask him this later when we're done with you jamal but what can you guys do in the locker room to police yourselves from being your own worst enemies with some foolish penalties because at some point it comes on the players and the leaders in the locker room absolutely i mean we gotta we gotta be able i mean in order in terms to uh, it's already tough to put to win you know, against Winnipeg or to win a game in the CFL. And so if we have bad, tough penalties, uh, you know, undisciplined penalties on ourselves, that makes it more difficult for us to win. We made it harder for ourselves to win, but we got to be better and be able to, being able to control our emotions. But we just got to go out there. And like, at the end of the day, we know what's smart and what's not. So we, we cut those penalties out. I think we go ahead and uh, that gives us a, a better, a more of a better edge to win the game. Well, congratulations on a great game, uh, Jamal, as you help this team get a big victory over Winnipeg. Enjoy it. Hey, man, appreciate it, man. You guys have a good one. 
Jamal Morrow, big, big contributor in the Riders. 32-30 win over the Blue Bombers in the Labor Day Classic. We do not have a 5 o'clock news. We, people are like, why are you here? Because we're the voice of the Riders, the CFL. Something happening around here. We're on top of it. Blue Jays, did they win, Zinger? It was 4-3. It's 5-3. Uh, 7-3. 7-3, 7-3 top of the 10th. Blue Jays, a chance to gain ground on Texas and Houston because they're playing each other. Yeah, Houston's up 13-5 to over the Rangers. Nice, love it. So good for the Blue Jays. Fans, um, we uh, might have the voice of the Oakland Athletics on the sports cage tomorrow. By the way, nice, can't wait. Ken Korak, good. Hey, by the way, um, the Argos won forty-one twenty-one, and I'm told the so far the Edmonton Elks game is a go with the Calgary Stampeders on time, just after five o'clock. Cowtown, big game in the CFL's cellar between those two teams trying to keep in the same conversation as the Riders, but they're way back. Uh, this is the sports cage. With Craig Dickinson on the other side, coming up for uh, McDougal Auctioneers here on 620 CKRM. Sports Talk lives here. Welcome to another hour of the Sports Cage with your host, Michael Ball. This is the Craig Dickinson Show, our weekly chat with the writer's bench boss about the latest news from the locker room. It's the only place where Dickie takes questions from Rider Nation. Brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers each Monday, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. Rough Riders coming off a 32-30 win over the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And just before the Hamilton... Toronto game kicked off, which the Argos won, by the way, 41-28 behind three Chad Kelly touchdown passes. Um, it was announced that Pete Robertson has been suspended a game for his headbutt to uh, Zach Kalaros. Uh, we're joined by the head coach, Craig Dickinson. Exclusive comments from him. Coach, uh, did you have a feeling he was going to be suspended? And your thoughts on that? Well, I didn't. First of all, good to be with you again, Michael. And um, I really didn't have a, a vibe on whether he would or not. You know, I didn't see the the play until a, you know after the game last night. I know at the press conference they asked me about it, and I really didn't have an answer because I hadn't seen the tape. You know, but after seeing the tape, it's you know it's something that uh, we certainly don't condone here with the Rough Riders, and I think Pete feels bad about. His actions, uh, he was overly emotional, and, he, and, you know, he made a bad decision. And uh, we're just glad, you know, we're glad Zach's not hurt, and uh, we accept the league's decision. You feel sometimes, now let's take that aside, because that was an egregious penalty. I did even say that on the broadcast. I called Pete out, so it's not like I'm condoning that play, okay? But, like, you're, you're it just seems like we're the, you coach in both places, actually. It kind of feels like the Riders have a Saskatchewan Raiders feel about them. And that doesn't mean, I mean, you're undisciplined or dirty. It just feels almost like there's a target on your back. Everybody knows the Riders are important to the league with the fan base, but everybody, it seems, at least from my vantage point, kind of against this team. You just look at, you know, we'll go back to this and reiterate what we said. You look at two pass interference calls that are the same thing. In fact, I'd say the one against your receiver was worse. They get the break. You don't. You must be dumbfounded on the sideline sometimes. Well, it's some, it is frustrating. I'm not going to lie to to uh, be on the, um, the the negative end of the penalties, but you know, I've watched the film today. I spent, you know, got in here fairly early and watched it. And the reality is, we we earned most of the penalties we got, you know. And did they did they commit some fouls that that maybe weren't called? The answer is yes. Um, but it still doesn't take away from the fact that we did 
you know, we did commit most of the penalties that we got. An argument could be made that we deserved them. So we're just going to keep rolling up our sleeves, Michael, and trying to improve our play, trying to clean up our technique, trying to make sure our guys make good decisions and, you know, in the heat of the moment. And then just continue to play physical football because that's what won us the game, you know, in spite of the penalties, in spite of a few things that went wrong. Uh, I think our physical play and our effort was uh, what enabled us to win that game, and we just want to keep playing like that. Yeah, and I, I do, I do want to talk about that, Coach. That uh, that physical play is something that uh, you've you've harped on for a while, especially when playing the likes of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Let, let's get to some of these penalties, though, because. Um, it's undeniable. Like you guys have been really good this year at uh, taking the fewest penalty yards coming into that game uh, yesterday. But you were lucky to win that one in the sense that you gave Winnipeg two touchdowns by penalties, uh, ten versus their five. At what point do you need these guys to police themselves? Like they're, the, and it's from some of your leaders too, which you don't want to see. Well, the answer is never. Um, they're not going to police themselves without leadership from us, Michael. So I think it's uh, to say, well, it's up to the players is a cop-out, and uh, and we're going to make sure that as coaches we're going to continue to bring the hammer down when we need to, point out this is not acceptable, this is not what we teach, this is the standard in terms of what what we expect as coaches, and we're not going to expect the play- We expect the players to – to uh, to understand what that is, but we're not going to pass off the responsibility to the players. That's the coach's responsibility to make sure that the standards for for what is acceptable and what is not is communicated. Ideally, you'd like your players to also take that message and run with it, but it ultimately ends end of the day. It's our responsibility to get that across, and we'll continue to do that. It's nice to get some validation, Coach. You gotta admit, you're just a human, and you you try to block out the noise. But in this fishbowl, you hear it. I have said all show long here in, a, in the post game show. And I'm not saying this because you're here. Uh, you've outcoached two perceived better head coaches than you, and Rick Campbell and Mike O'Shea. Uh, just give me a comment about your coaching staff because it's not just you; it's you guys collectively. I think it's been two well coached games. Well, thank you for saying that, and I, I would agree. I, I feel like our staff is really doing a good job of, of one, motivating the players to play uh, as good as they possibly can and to, and to, and to play as, as physical as they can. And the second thing is I think our coaches have done a really nice job of getting guys in positions to be successful, and whether that's making sure that our offense is, is tailored around the skill set of the quarterback or whether that's making sure that we're putting our defensive guys in a position to win matchups I do feel like, and and special teams, you know, taking advantages of of uh, you know perceived weaknesses in, in the opponent. For example, the onside kick. You know, Coach Majeri came up with that. So, I think our coaches have done a really nice job of number one, motivating the, their their players, and then two, um, designing schemes to take advantage of our our, our players' strengths and, and and the other players' weaknesses. Let's talk about that onside kick. Not only the brass set to call it to start a Labor Day Classic, which is awesome because that tell you you've been aggressive the last two weeks, and that is a that's a that's a prime example right there. But talk about and you can do this because you've been a longtime special teams guru. The precision it takes to kick that exactly ten in this case eleven yards, and Brett Lothar being like an NBA rebounder, and you'd love that from your basketball background. Turning his back to the bombers, shielding them from the football. 
Yeah, that that uh, you know, Brett's. We work on these things every day, and that's one of those things. Um, you know, if you're out at our practices as, as you are, you recognize is we have early outs every day, and we we work our our what we call them our our trick shots. So we're working onside kicks, we're working pooch punts, we're working kicks that you may need at some point during the season. Then when you see a you know a team that lines up the way that you want you want them to, to to try to pull these off, then you just activate it. And the nice thing is you've got to feel, Michael, by uh, working with Brett Lauder and our punter all year, you got to feel for what kicks they can pull off and what kicks maybe they can. So Brett's always been good at that middle onside. And, um, you know, he pulled a, pulled another beauty, uh, beauty again in this Labor Day. I mean, you couldn't kick him much better than he did. Panic isn't a plan. It's a negative emotion, and sometimes some in the media, sometimes some fans, they they, they get that way right away. Like, oh, look at that. Look at that awful performance in Montreal. We got a clean house. Let's get rid of this guy. Let's get rid of this guy. Brent Lothar, he's really struggling. I don't know what's wrong with him, but get rid of him. Find somebody else. (laughs) All this guy's done now is kick 18 in a row, hasn't missed from 51 in since week one, and all of a sudden he's the best kicker in the CFL, not named Rene Paradis, in my opinion. Yeah, it's funny how that is, you know. Um, but that's, you know, that's the world we live in right now. Everybody wants to be the first ones to tell you uh, what's going on, and that goes for good things and it goes for bad things too. So we do our best here to, to just keep working. We realize there's going to be games where people think we're the worst team in the CFL, and then there'll be games where they feel like we're the best. But we just want to keep coming to work each day getting a little bit better and I think we're doing that and uh and getting a little bit healthier which is always a challenge um and and trying to just put the work in that's the one thing I think this group's done a good job of all year people is just come in each day and and put the work in, and, and uh, the results uh, are starting to show. Got a couple of texts, Coach. I'm going to address that when we come back. One pertains to the first the talking point we had with Pete Robertson. This is the Sports Cage. This is the Craig Dickinson Show, celebrating a second straight big win over a Western Division opponent and ending the Bombers' five-game win streak, 32-30 yesterday. It's for McDougal Auctioneers on 620 CKRM. <laughs> Saskatchewan's best coverage of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is on the Sports Cage, right here on the Mighty 620 CKRM. I just, my mind just literally broke. My headset literally broke. Hold on there, Coach Dickinson. We got to switch headsets here. Just give me a second. Um... When it rains, it pours. Okay, here we go. Let's keep going with Coach Craig Dickinson here. By the way, uh, Zinger, you can put your you don't need you can put your uh, mic on there. I want to ask you these jersey combinations are great. I love what Edmonton and uh, Calgary are wearing here today. Calgary all in black with the red helmets. Edmonton's got the slick white pants on, and Craig or Chris Jones is not wearing black. Yeah, he's wearing the. Year founded, Edmonton football team was founded back in 1949, and he's yeah. wearing the green yeah. shirt over the black uh, long yeah. sleeve today. So maybe the first time ever we've yeah. seen that. Yeah, Coach Craig Dickinson joining us here. Coach, do they tell you what to wear? Do you get a choice what to wear, or do you just go for the same thing? Uh, they don't. Uh, they don't tell us what to wear, but they encourage us, you know, to wear certain things. I try to just wear a, a black coaching shirt every time, and every once in a while I wear green if we're in. If we're in white, just so that I, um, so that the players can see me a little easier from the sideline. Nice. Hey, so I uh, last year, whenever I wore green, you didn't win. 
So then I started. <laughs> so, so then I I started to wear something else, and you were winning, and then you started losing. So then I went back to green. In the last two games, I've wore the same green. T- I've worn the same green T-shirt, and you've won. So I'm sticking with it. Yeah, you better keep that on. Yeah, I'm not a superstitious guy, but I'm gonna do that. Hey, I got this uh, text from Bob at nine three six sixty two sixty two. Coach, I just heard you say you didn't see. Uh, what went down between Pete Robertson and Zach Kalaros? Had you seen it and it was a headbutt, would you have sat Pete Robertson for a couple of plays? Yeah, I probably would have. Yeah, we would have took him out. It just it happened so late. I, I honestly was already getting the field goal defense team uh, ready to go, and I just saw Zach on the ground and then people like, you know, uh, pushing and shoving. So, yeah, the answer to that, Bob, was if I would have saw that, I would have uh, removed him from the game because at that point, you know, there it's just going to be, um, you know, a fight waiting to happen, so to speak. And I would have definitely removed him from the game if I'd have saw it at that point. Co- Coach, to piggyback that from Bob, do you think part of the reason maybe he gets a suspension is because they want to kind of stop what you just said? They don't want it to be a whole uh, straight-up brawl here coming up on uh, Saturday? Yeah, maybe. You know, I, I do think, you know, the league, you know, they've got a, a flow chart that they refer to on suspensions and, and you know, you know, then there's always speculation of why somebody gets suspended and why somebody doesn't. But I think part of, of their rationale is to try to discourage that moving forward. And I, you know, and I agree with that. We want to protect our quarterbacks and we want to take away hits to the head. And we certainly want to take away hits to the head that are entirely preventable, which that was. Yeah. You're, uh, in my opinion, way too nice, but uh, maybe that's why I'm not a head coach. Uh, anyway, probably be I out also. Of, I also like not being fined. Yeah, I'd probably be out. Of, I'd probably be out of money. Yeah, I don't. Uh, uh, true. Uh, hey, uh, so you got you take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Hey, uh, ask uh, Coach Dickie Travis says if you would consider moving Furland to tackle now and playing Bandy at guard. Uh, that sorry, that's uh, Tom in Regina wants to know that. Tom, that's a good question. Uh, the answer is. Furland has shown he has the ability to play tackle. Uh, we would still prefer to keep Furland inside at guard, but we feel better today than we did even yesterday that if we did have an injury, Furland can more than more than adequately play tackle and and, and do a good job doing that. Hey, uh, let's hear it for Evan Johnson, who gutted through an injury to get you through that game, because otherwise you're looking at Charbel DeBeer coming in. Here's your emergency yeah. offensive lineman. No doubt, no doubt. He, Evan got a game ball. Um, you know, he gutted it out. He's a warrior, tough guy. Doesn't miss a single rep in practice. Uh, just, just quite, doesn't say too much. But just really a, really a leader in the locker room. He's one of our offensive captains, and you can see why. Just tough as nails and. Him getting through that game yesterday played a big role in us being able to win it. Coach, let's go to um, let's go to uh, the injuries. How bad is it for Colin Kelly and Jaden Dalkey? What can you tell us, if anything? Uh, Dalkey, we're still not sure. Um, uh, he's going to get an MRI, I believe, on Tuesday, and we'll see where he's at with that. Um, <laughs> Kelly, it doesn't look good. We think he might have torn some ligaments in the knee, so we'll know more tomorrow and the next day. But Kelly, for sure, out this week. Dalkey is is questionable. So would you uh, look at, because Council was back practicing, I guess you got a whole week to look at this, but, you know, Council, uh, could he, uh, are you okay interchanging the guys, Lofton and uh, Council a tackle there? Yep, yep, yep. Council's ready to roll. You know, he had a week, week of practice. He's ready to go, and he's played pretty much 
all positions up front, so we feel like he could play tackle if we didn't have Kelly. Let's talk. So we'll about, see. We'll see how it plays out. Let's talk about Eric Lofton for a minute, man. I thought. I mean, I haven't watched the film. I'm not a coach, but just calling the game. I, I didn't call. I didn't see him get beat a lot. This guy's been pretty steady, and that's a nice uh, late signing by you guys. Uh, he's kind of bounced around the league, but uh, he, you've needed him this year. Yeah, he's done a nice job. Guy's tough as nailed. Played football at Temple, you know, and those guys mm-hmm. that come through that program at Temple are always tough. And he's put some time in. You know, he was on Winnipeg's practice roster for two or three years and uh, just never got an opportunity because of those big tackles they got over there. So when he was a free agent this year, he was the guy, you know, Jeremy and the personnel side earmarked as a guy that was a pretty good football player that might be a little better than you think, just, just hasn't got a lot of opportunity. So we were thrilled to get him and he's done nothing but uh, impressed since he's been here. Ken Wasden sends us in a text. He said what I like about Jake Dolagala, he's got that Clint Eastwood composure. <laughs> something, you, something you might like. You and I both the same age bracket here. We know who Clint Eastwood is. Uh, just your thoughts on Jake Dolagala. He he has been composed. I thought he started slow. Uh, deep balls were way off, but man, when he needed to make some throws, he did. His receivers helped him out. It was a great game from Jake Dolagala again. Yeah, and he got better as the game went on, I felt like, too. So, he's you know, he's done nothing but, but win a couple of games, you know, since he started. And he's he's thrown for some yards, and, uh, you know, and he'll run, too, if if, if he needs to. So, I, he's been nice, you know, and, and we got to continue to play well around him. We've got to continue to give him time to throw, and the more we can run the ball and, and um, have defenses respect to run, the better off as well, so. Yeah, we, we're happy with Jake. He's done a good job, and he hasn't hurt you either. Like some guys, no. some guys when they have strong arms, they try to do too much, right? That's right. Zero turnovers, you know, and in close games against good teams, penalties and turnovers are big factors. And we didn't didn't win the penalty, but we did win the turnover battle against them, which helped. Hey, we talked about. Uh, I've liked Adam Korzak all year. We talked about Lothar. Hey. <laughs> Forgot you said. Hopefully, this guy goes, gets away, gets around some friends and family, recharges the batteries, and comes back to the guy we know. And he did, Mario Alford. He, he, that was a big reason why you guys won his returnability and your coverage teams. Like you flipped the field. You were, I think, uh, probably on average fifteen to sixteen yards better on the in the punting and returning and the kickoffs too. Yeah, that was a good game for our special teams. I thought. You know, Coach Majiri had those guys fired up and ready to play, and 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 you know some of these young players like your Cozy Onyakas and your Nick Daly's and, and T.J. Brunson's, and they're just starting to get the hang of it. A.J. Allen, they're really starting to just get the feel for what what it takes to be successful on special teams, and and it was good to see Mario get back to being his usual self. You know, catching the ball clean, getting north south, making a couple guys miss. I, I felt like you're right, the special teams really helped us win that game yesterday. Coach, and you've always talked about physicality. When you play Winnipeg, you, going into that game, you were 2-7 and seven versus the Bombers as a head coach. Uh, you probably deserved a better fate in some of those games, but whenever we've talked to you, he's like, that's a good team. That's a physical team. we got to lift more weights. we got to be... I thought the last two games, you guys have really dominated the physicality, and those games were a lot closer than they needed to be. Yeah, I agree. You know, that's, that's the one thing we preach is and everybody does. I mean, and, and most coaches know the formula, and, and, and we sure feel like we know the formula. The formula is be physical, try to play as clean as you can, and win the turnover battle. And Like I said, the, the more physical you can be, the more 
the more you can overcome some mistakes in other aspects of the game. And it's just a mindset, and we're going to continue to try to push that mindset moving forward. I was uh, laughed at pretty heartily when I said before the Montreal game, I believe this Rough Rider team has uh, the makings of the playoffs and a, and, and a, and a shot at the Grey Cup. And uh, after that game, really laughed at. But I, I stood by this team because I really like what's in that locker room. Uh, I, I think it's not like it was last year. It wasn't ready to circle the drain, and you guys have shown that the last two weeks. Do you really feel like your team should be in the Grey Cup conversation? right now. I know we got some weeks to go, but six and five doesn't maybe look that way, but I think you guys have proven the last two weeks you are in the talking point. Well, I think if we can continue to play like we have the last few weeks and continue to get better, that we will be in the conversation. And, and whether or not we we get to that to that spot or not is, is still to be determined. But, you know, the nice thing about the CFL is if you can get in the dance, you know, get in the tournament, and you're playing well, you got a chance to go, and uh, and that's the goal ultimately is to get into the tournament, get into the playoffs, and hopefully be playing your best ball. And I think if we can continue to grow, to build, you know, stack some weeks together of good games, I think our confidence will grow, and I think at the end we might be playing as good as anybody. And if that's the case. We got as good a shot as anybody. You know, it's my favorite weekend of the regular season, the Labor Day, and yesterday was just, it was outstanding. You couldn't write a better script. The one touchdown, what a great throw by Jake and Mitch picked, and all he ever does is make plays when he's on the field. Tippy toes down the sidelines after making a nice fingertip catch and helping you score that touchdown. And how about Jackson Ford coming in off the bench? Uh, Maybe, you know, it's been a little bit for him to catch up to the speed of the game, but he was more than comfortable yesterday and makes the game uh, clinching play along with Micah Johnson there. No doubt, no doubt. And and the atmosphere yesterday was as good as any I've been a part of. The crowd was fantastic. Uh, it was a sold out sold out stadium and and it just seemed like the game was exciting from start to finish. So it was one of those one of those days where you're just proud to be a part of the CFL and one of those days where uh, those will be games you remember when you're done coaching. I know you got a, a, f- a few days to formulate uh, what you might say to the team, but uh, wh- any uh, any message or what's your mindset going into this one in the return match? Because you know it's a t- it's a week to week league, and these are two wildly different games. Yeah, well, I, I do know this. It's going to be a slobber knocker, as, as Coach Barker on TSN would say. It's going to be a physical, tough. Uh, rowdy environment, and I think our guys are looking forward to it. You know, we try our best to give them 24 hours off, so we didn't see them today. We'll bring them in tomorrow and, and, and quickly watch the film from the game and, and try to come up with a few new ideas, you know, a few new things for them so that Winnipeg has something to look at. Uh, and then just emphasize what what uh, what it took to win this game and what it's going to probably take to to win the next one, which is going to take probably better effort than what we what we gave on Labor Day and, and a, definitely a cleaner game. So those will be the points of them. Coach, enjoy uh, today, and uh, we'll talk to you this week. Thank you, and happy belated birthday, my man. Uh, thanks, man. It was a great weekend for me. Watch my son's <laughs> team win and watch my favorite pro team win, so you couldn't get any All better right. than that. It's that's awesome. Thanks, man. Spend your birthday. Thanks, man. Take care. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, that's Coach Craig. Dick said, yeah, I had a great weekend. Zinger went. Uh, uh, the only thing that would have made it better is the Rams winning. Thunder were off. Rams didn't win. But I listened to your game, so that was nice or part of it. Uh, watch my son's team destroy Drake University 55-7. to He got the most snaps at safety. Yeah, 31. And, 
one, I think. Something yeah, like and that. Two, two tackles and was good. Um, and then uh, two solo tackles. And then I drove home all through the night with my buddy Tim Jorgensen who listens to the show every day. And my uh, daughter who really wasn't much help. She slept in the back, but that's okay. She was there. What time did you, uh, what time did you get home? I at? rolled into town on my driveway at 2.40 uh, a.m. Game day. Had a little bit of a sleep and then it was right to the... Right to the Labor Day Classic where the Rough Riders beat yeah. the Blue Bombers. I so watched get... all that game, man. The Drake Bulldogs had no chance. No, they didn't. They had no chance. No, they absolutely <laughs> didn't. So they got Northern Arizona this week, and I, I can't. I won't be. I won't even be able to watch it, singer, because yeah. I'm going to be it's on at the same time. It's the Labor Day Classic. That's the tough part of it. Hey, uh, when we come back, we'll get to a few of your texts and uh, hear from Nick Marshall too. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Nobody covers your team like our team. This is the Sports Cage on the Mighty 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the show. Hotline brought to you by Western Pizza. A lot of times in fall, you don't want to cook. I'd encourage you, don't. Go to Western Pizza, man. I had Western Pizza after the Rams game on Friday night. Well, might as well. I had Western Pizza last night after the game. Spiro brought us over some pizza, so it was awesome. Yeah, I got a nice pepperoni mushroom. Nice. Mm, man, it was good. Dipping uh, in some ranch. Uh, I love it. Uh, all our texts come to you via the uh, Capital Auto Group text line. By the way, what's the score on the uh, uh, in yeah, Calgary? It's 4 nothing Stampeders mm. with 4.22 left in the first quarter. So BC won the first game of the uh, long weekend. The Riders won the second game. Uh Chad Kelly had three touchdown passes. Toronto beat Hamilton 41-28. And now we've got Calgary and Edmonton. All right, let's get to some text. Tim says, you do know we were lucky that Winnipeg gave us a point on that punt return that helped us tie the game. Yeah, but that's, you know, when we're, it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, just, oh God. When Winnipeg <laughs> wins, when Winnipeg wins... I had Glenn Suter on the pregame show. I said this Winnipeg team is beatable. They, they, they. Cody was pathetic against them. They had two pick sixes and still won by thirty. Two pick sixes against them and still won by thirty. Okay, um, they're down twenty-two nothing to the lowly Elks and come back and win. And people say, well, good teams find ways to win. Why do you think the Bombers are so good? They find ways to win. And I'm like. Okay, so when the Bombers do it, they've got a championship pedigree. When the Riders do it, we're lucky that Edmonton gave up a single point and we won. Yeah. We're lucky that Winnipeg... Well, we, we're... we're <laughs> let, me, let me say this to you people that are in the negative and aren't buying it yet, okay? We are on our third quarterback. We lost our right tackle. Hey, think of it this way. Think back to when we lost Trevor Harris. If you were to tell a Ryder fan at that very point that we would beat the BC Lions and yep. beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers back to back, like still not good enough for some of these people. They still some of these guys are still texting and saying O'Day and Reynolds should be gone. Give your head a shake. Give just your enjoy, head a shake. Enjoy, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Win on yeah, we won. No Colin Kelly. Evan Johnson's hurt. Uh, stays in the game. Jaden Dalkey goes out. We're on our third quarterback, and we still win again. Come on. Let's go to the phone. Say hi to, I have no idea who this is. Who are you? What's your name? Hello. Hi, who's this? Oh, Leonard. Michael. Oh, Leonard. Go ahead, bud. Yes, uh, Michael. I wanna, I wanna get your input. Oh gosh. On the food, con- the food consumption. Okay. How come, Michael? How come when the bombers come to Regina, Saskatchewan, 
and I assume they wine and dine here. There's no uh, food poison or stomach flu. But for some reason, when we go to Manitoba, there's some kind of stomach flu and food poisoning. And mm. Germany, they have to shuttle players back and forth. Do you have any... Do you have any feedback or input on that uh, on the food consumption? I have no idea. I don't know what these guys... We don't have a team meal, per se. Like, they do have, like... They have meetings. I think they get, like, some... Like, when we got to Montreal, for instance, we had... Uh, the, the team had ordered some Montreal smoked meat sandwiches there, of which I had yeah. one, and it was great. So that was that's the only time I've... And, and sometimes they'll have, like, fruit and stuff for the team when they get to hotels, and we do that in Winnipeg. But I don't know, like, are you insinuating we're getting our food tampered with? Because a lot of these guys the night before go out on their own and eat something. I know that. I remember the last time we were in, in the Banjo Bowl. I mean, we had yeah. a stomach flu or food poisoning in Manitoba, and Jeremy had there, too. I'm sure the people back and forth. Yeah, it was kind of strange. Yeah, it was. It was. It was the flu game. There's no doubt about that, Leonard. You're onto something there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Another point. I want. I want to make another quick, quick point. Yeah. Uh, on the on the Carlin show uh, yesterday, uh, I guess maybe a bomber's fan phoning, and he was uh, making um, the equivalent that Zach Claris is like Patrick Mahone or Tom Brady, Brady in the NFL. Therefore, the the Ryder guy should get at least four games. Um, such suspension hmm. and they were kind of labeling the rider as as dirty players yeah but the winnipeg should, should remember there was a guy named darren durant i mean when zach claris won those back-to-back great cup nobody put a hand on zach claris darren durant won the first great cup against hamilton he wanted to won he, he wanted to win two great cups for the province of saskatchewan and winnipeg stopped him by uh, to me, I think it was a I think it was a, a hit out when the whistle was blown. Mm-hmm. It was a dirty it was a dirty hit by, by the bombers. So they need to practice what they preach. They took out their actually I think they ended his career, their endurance career. So I know that sometimes they listen to the program over here, and they're trying to lecture to us that we are dirty players. No, they took out their endurance. He wanted to win two wake up just like Zach Claris, and Claris won those two wake up. Nobody put a hand on him. Yeah, they're. Yeah, you're right on the money, Leonard. Absolutely right on the money. I totally agree with you. And uh, let's be honest, there's no Saints on either side of the field. Zach Kalaros was yapping all game long. He uh, mm-hmm. he got in Derek Moncrief's face after a tackle, went mask to mask, almost a borderline headbutt there. Um, uh, the quarterback should be protected, but let's not get stupid. There, uh, if you go to my, I said this, and I'll I'll say this again. If you go to my Twitter page at the Real Ballsy, pinned right to the top, are two prime examples of bombers being dirty in the last couple of years and there were no there were no suspensions nobody got kicked out Andrew Harris ripped the guy's helmet off and Brandon Bridge got knocked out of a playoff game when he got head butted in the head a flying spearing head butt by Jackson Jeffcoat so don't Let's not let's not be calling when Wade Miller played he was borderline dirty. He shouldn't be on anywhere talking about how the Rough Riders are dirty. Mike O'Shea was one of the dirtiest, most physical players when he played. I loved Mike O'Shea as a player, let me be clear, and I love Mike O'Shea as a coach. But to 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 tell me that Mike O'Shea wasn't dirty and he's the saint of all saints, get out of here. I watched him try to break Kenton Keith's leg on the sidelines. I was two feet away doing sideline reporting. So no. Let's not be prisoners of the moment. No pick and choose justice here. That's what I'm saying. Thanks for the call, Leonard. We got to roll to the next caller. Uh, go ahead. Who's this? Hey, Ballsy. This is John Nabsman. How you doing? Good, John. What's up? Are you are you more positive about the Riders this week? Yes, I am. Um, I'm 
I'm a believer now, you know. <laughs> good, good. We'll take you one at a time. No, you know what? I think good. the riders, the riders should be mentioned in a Grey Cup conversation now. They right now, as we sit on September the fourth, the Rough Riders are one of the four teams I think that have a legitimate shot to win the Grey Cup. I agree, and Balzi, you know, beating the Bummers is like uh, the Habs beating the Leafs. Anytime that happens, it's a great day in Canada. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it, John. Let's uh, let's go. I love John. He's great. Thanks for listening. Uh, Mike, this is from Mike. Mike, the food is terrible in Winnipeg because it's the water. <laughs> That's the best comment all That day. explains how dumb their fans are. It explains how their fans act. Can't it's speak to that. Uh, uh, I don't know. I just love, I just love how... I just love how Winnipeggers put down Regina's. Like Regina's this I've heard so many times Regina's a dump. Well, I'll tell you right now from them. Regina is Winnipeg only Winnipeg's four times bigger and they have what you want to call an NHL team although uh that's questionable. So so there you go. Okay, Regina's home to the guy who's the first overall uh, pick in the NHL and maybe, well, he's not home, but he played here and uh, he's probably going to be one of the next uh, phenom players in the league. So there you go. Hey, let's uh, hear right now from our friend Nick Marshall, the closer who had his fourth pick of the season against Winnipeg yesterday. All right, this guy's a standard in the secondary for the Rough Riders this year. We're both happy with how he's played. He got his fourth interception. He's our defensive game star, Nick Marshall. He's downstairs. The closer, Nick Marshall. Tell me how it feels to come up with a big Labor Day victory. Oh, it's feel great to come up with this win because we've been pushing for this win all week, and we've been locked in all week, so it was great to get a um, home win in front of our fans. Talk about, Nick, the interception as he climbed the ladder to pick the pocket there. Um, it was just came from film study, like the, the the couple plays that they do with the three receivers to outside. It was just a few plays that they do, and and I was just watching film all week on and just like being heavy because I really want this game that's bad. And it it just it came out film. Once you trust your instincts and then watch the film and then you just trust what you see on the film and it, it's all come true. Is this the best defense you've played with with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? I mean, this is a championship level defense right now. Um, I, I, I want to say like this is the best defense I've probably been a part of being here with the Rough Riders. But like I said, it's more things that we got to clean up on defense, but we can be way more better than we was. Yeah, I thought today, Nick, uh, uh, you guys made some great plays, but would you agree there's a lot of missed tackles out there? Um, yeah, once I say like missed tackles, it's just little things that we got to be more disciplined on defense and, uh, side of the ball. But at the end of the day, it was great to get a win with our team. But we're going to watch film on for two days from now and then just see what we messed up on and get ready for Winnipeg again next week. Yeah, as good as it is here, uh, Nick, going to the, uh, the uh, Labor Day rematch, that's a different uh, animal, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's most definitely because, like, going to, like, it's just going to be the, like the opposite. Like, going into they home environment is going to be a high, high-style game. So we got to come in there with all the bullets and then get ready to let them go and just do what we do best and just worry about us. And at the end of the game, hope we come with a victory. Hey, Nick, one of the things that happened today that wasn't on the schedule was Jackson Ford being inserted for Jaden Dalkey. Talk about his development, man, because we thought he played a great game for what he was given. But uh, what's it been like being or bringing along a rookie like Jackson? Oh, speaking of the devil, he was just walking by me as you said his name, Jackson, <laughs> right there. But like I said, Jackson, he's he's a he's an awesome guy, awesome rookie that we took a pick on, and like he come to me every day just with his head on straight, just listening, listening to everything, and it's just for him to step up um, for Dak at the end of the game to, to finish the game. It was great for him, and it was great to get his feet wet and 
when we when Dak left out, he came in. I already I just told him I like don't even just just do what you do. We ain't gonna miss a beat. Just do what you do and just let it flow. And he was able to finish the game, and then he did it, had a great end of the game. Nick, you uh, have always been a great athlete, and I still I, it, it it makes me shake my head. You were a quarterback for the Auburn Tigers, a quarterback, not a <laughs> cornerback, a quarterback. You led them to a national championship. You come up to Canada and play a totally different game in the secondary. That speaks to your athleticism, but I think you. your athleticism is now matched by the brains on this side now because you're i think the game's slowing down for you in terms of the mental side how, how do you feel oh i feel great about that because it's like me being quarterback and then just being on the defense side on um, defense side of ball now it's just like my anticipation of what probably what the quarterback thinking i can kind of play mind games with him a little bit but I just say that's the only advantage that I have being on the defense side of the ball is just like I have a better anticipation of what's coming, like route, like reading routes or looking at the quarterback eye, see where he really want to go. It's just for me being in that perspective of being quarterback, I already kind of sort of know what I'm kind of going to get. So it's a big deal for me on the um, defense side of the ball too, but don't too many people know that. Hey, can you take a guy like me who's calling the game through with a touchdown that beat you? Like you had an interception, but you got to have a, a short memory because it's coming back at you. Then they beat you deep, but then you're you're in great coverage later in the game. What happened on that touchdown tee in the end zone there? Um, at the um, like I said, like the deep ball that I gave up, well, um, I got him inside, but I don't too much like try to put the blame on no one else. I take that as myself, but. As what people didn't see, I did my job, but at the end of the day, it's just like, they ain't going to see what bust in the second day they're going to think is on me. But at the end of the day, it's just like, I got to make that play, but... I know it's no, we saw it. Don't yeah, worry, we, man. We, yeah, we, okay, we, we know okay, okay. Hey, I pointed it out. It's all good, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I know yeah, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. But actually, it's a good point, though, man. When it comes to, like, the team defense aspect and guys having to understand where they need to be, you know, and, and more importantly, what their teammates mm -hmm. um, are, are seeing and what they're expecting. Yep. Where do you got, where in your mind, do you have a long way to go there when it comes to everybody knowing what the defense is doing? Is it one of those deals where, hey, there's a couple young guys out there and they may not be seeing the entire play they still just sort of focus on what their assignment is how far are you from being like completely on the same page um i ain't gonna say we too far from being completely on the plays like dante williams in the 24 he like he, he's a he's a, he a rookie so at the end of the day like i'm a veteran so i gotta put him in the best situation to make plays and or either be comfortable in the situation because i done been in, in in this league long enough more than him so at the end of the day, I just took that blame on what happened is because I know you got to have a sick, you got to have a short mindset being defensive back and like this is first year and then he getting his feet wet. But at the end of the day, I'm a vet and I'm going to take that. I'm going to take control of that again, that deep ball up. So, but it won't happen again. Yeah, but that's that's where I'm going with this when I talk mm -hmm. about maturity and knowing the game. And just to wrap up here, Nick, because Nick Marshall, even last year, might have blown a gasket and had some negative body language, which he didn't, which I think is a step in a progression of your game. Oh yes, most, you get at the end of the day, like I'm the I'm the oldest guy in the, in, in the secondary, and they look they look up to me. I'm a veteran, so at the end of the day, I just try to like lead by example, like showing good body language, or really not trying to go out the edge and just be there for the young guys. Because at the end of the day, they gonna need that. So we pushing through on um, to get a run in these playoffs. Nick, great job, man. Uh, the closer, Nick Marshall, with a great game, his fourth interception. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. 
That's Nick Marshall, our defensive game star. We'll be back to uh, talk about the uh, Elks and the Calgary game and get to a couple of your texts before we wrap the show up, including Uncle Lorne. He's got... He's eating crow. I love it. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Where Saskatchewan sports fans come to talk. This is the Sports Cage on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. Get to one great text before wrapping up. It's Uncle Lorne. Hey, Ballsy and Zinger, you remember I said we won't win another game without Harris. I was wrong. You hear what I'm saying? I was wrong. I'm eating crow for supper. <laughs> Sorry, man. Uncle Lorne. Well, Uncle Lorne, thanks for admitting I that. I love Uncle Lorne. Appreciate that, Uncle Lorne, and thanks for listening. Uh, if you missed any of the show, and it was a spirited show with a lot of phone calls talking about Pete Robertson's one-game suspension, um, you can go to uh, get uh, get it, uh, the Sports Cage podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Zinger will be putting it up soon. Yes, this was a live show on Labor Day because we care about you, our Sports Cage shareholders, wherever you've been listening, however you've been listening, we appreciate it. Earlier today, the Toronto Argonauts beat the Hamilton Tiger Cats 41-28 between th- uh, behind three Chad Kelly touchdown passes and Edmonton and Calgary in a low scoring game tied at seven. Jake Mayer has been not that impressive. Uh, it's not been the way they thought it would go when they signed him to the big deal. On the other side, same thing could be said for Edmonton. They signed Cornelius to all that guaranteed uh-huh. ma- money. Sneaking the ball. Yeah, he's the, the third down quarterback. Remember when our owner Rashmadani said he'd be the MOP of the league? Yeah, well, that's hilarious. That's hey, a bad take. Hey, uh, Canada's going to the Olympics in basketball. Our Rash is in Indonesia, so that's yeah. official as of yesterday so because Canada, Canada beat Spain to move on in the FIBA World Cup, so they go on in that competition, but that also solidifies their spot Good. in the Olympics. So the first time since the year 2000 that men's Steve basketball. Steve Nash was doing it. So yeah. we'll talk to uh, Arash about that we'll tomorrow. We'll talk to uh, Arash about that tomorrow. Also planning to have Riders defensive coordinator Jason Shivers on the show. Uh, by the way, did the Blue Jays win? They were winning. Yeah, they won six yeah. three, six, six five. So final. they're going to catch. They're going to catch or close the gap on either Texas or Houston. Right now, Houston was winning, or was it Texas? It was Houston. They were up big. So yeah, and they were only a game and a half back game of both those half, teams. Yeah. So, so they'll be a half game back, which is awesome. Um, uh, and back to that Edmonton game, Trey Ford is the most dynamic player on the field in terms of athleticism the way he outruns angles and everything now I'm not sure how he's going to progress as a quarterback like you said off the air it seems like he doesn't know what he's looking at defensively but he can run around and get away from people right now that'll be a short time a short window where you can do that but um, yeah he's running all over the place in this game it's 7-7 Calgary I'm just bringing up the so Trey Ford he's carried the ball four times for uh, for 57 yards what's he passed for uh Three for five, 26 yards. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah. What about Jake Mayer? Jake Mayer right now, his stat line, he's 8 for 11, 122 yards, and that's it. No well, so touchdowns, not, so no not, picks. So not a t- just a pedestrian game from both quarterbacks. 7-7 yeah. um, seven, seven right now with 8-20 remaining in the second So quarter. to wrap up the big story of the day, Pete Robertson will not play in the Banjo Bowl uh, unless he appeals, which I don't think he will. Uh, the Rough Riders... Uh, Defensive lineman was flagged after it went to the command center yesterday for a headbutt on Zach Kalaros, who went down like he was shot with a gun. Yeah, now, like, come on. Now, that, now that's okay. That's okay. They suspended him. But I encourage you to go to at the real ballsy. I'd like a follow too. Lots of good stuff on there. Uh, you go there and you go to my profile and pinned at the top is over the last couple of years what the Bombers weren't 
suspended or ejected for or suspended for years Troy Westwood wanted some ridiculous stuff coming out of Winnipeg you can't you just take a loss anyway yeah, okay, and I'm not condoning what Pete Robertson did let's not get that misconstrued but if you're going to get rid of him for a game and suspend him for a game instead of finding him half a game check how didn't Andrew Harris get kicked out of the game and suspended for ripping the helmet off of Christian Campbell in that Labor Day rematch a couple of seasons ago or Brandon, Brandon Bridges head got, fell yeah, off that in was, the playoffs that was way worse in 2018 when Winnipeg was that 2018 yeah it was yeah. 2018 when Winnipeg was in here first playoff game yeah, at New yeah, Mosaic Jackson semifinal Jackson Jeffcoat absolutely launches himself into Brandon Bridges' head and and scrambled his brains. Way worse than what what this guy did, uh, Pete Robertson. Yeah, a little too. love tap. Yeah, and everybody's like, oh, he's Marino. It's a dirty team. He should be kicked out of the league like Marino was. The guy's a clean player that uh, made an egregious, stupid error. So uh, I think part of it was the league decided we better just cool the Jets here. Let's suspend them so there's no stupidity. So uh, we'll see. Rough Riders will be in the film room tomorrow and back in the practice field Wednesday. That'll do it for my time. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. We're a day ahead of schedule. Others will start talking about this tomorrow. Yeah, it's We've, old news tomorrow. It's so old news tomorrow. We're on to the, the next thing. Here. The latest here on the sports cage on 620 CKRM. We'll talk to you later. Today's sports cage has come to a close. Miss a segment? Download or stream the podcast now at sportscage.ca. Get your sports straight from the source. 620 CKRM.